Hello, Ampies. It's your girl, LaToya, doing the solo intro for this, which is our Season 3, Episodes 15 and 16 episode of the Vampire Diaries, All My Children and 1912, featuring our resident boy, Michael Chasen. Um, the first episode, All My Children, uh, the Netflix synopsis tells us, when Elijah gives Damon and Stefan a dangerous ultimatum that puts Elena in danger, they turn to Alaric and Meredith for help. And in 1912, present-day murders in Mystic Falls remind Damon of a similar crime spree a century earlier. Flashing back to 1912, he recalls a beautiful vampire. That beautiful vampire is Sage, someone you've probably heard us talk about before in intros, in mailbags. We are in... uh fine form during that episode while Michael Chasen just has to sit and listen. Um, I'm in fine form during the, the episode too because I am very, very drunk. So um, apologies in advance. Uh, it's so weird doing this uh, alone right now, but that's what's happening here because we didn't think to record this intro until the day of dropping it. So there you go. I hope you guys enjoy. And I hope you guys are having a happy holidays and all that, that uh, the end of 2020 finds you well. And without further ado, The Empire Diaries. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. We know the risk, but we had to podcast. Um, I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today uh, we are doing episodes 15 and 16 of the Vampire Diaries, All My Children, and 1912, aka We All Want to Fuck Sage. Uh, but <laughs> to help us along uh, on this journey, uh, we've brought back our resident boy. Mr. Michael Chasen. Oh my gosh, I'm here. The boys are going off. We got a couple episodes I have a lot of dumb thoughts about. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's on. It's going off. <laughs> it is going down for real, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I guess, as usual, we will start these episodes off. Uh, of course, asking Jill how she felt about them and how much she wants to fuck Sage. <laughs> yeah, um, I I enjoyed these episodes. I like the first one more than the second one, and I'm sure you know why. There were uh, flashbacks in the second one, you guys. In case you didn't <laughs> and also, I've lost the lid to my water bottle <laughs> somehow. Oh, no. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> God damn it. It has to be in your house. <laughs> I lost it in the process of the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll do a we'll do a Salvatore Brothers investigation and get drunk and not find it. <laughs> but still, yeah. pat ourselves on the back. I found it. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's because I was drinking. <laughs> so you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Continue, Jill. <laughs> um, as I said in the chat. Uh, even though I'm not a flashback fan, I did enjoy Sage, um, mm-hmm. and I did say that she is a better frat star than I ever was and ever will be. Aww. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she was great mm-hmm. for, I'm assuming, a one-episode character. You you assumed that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, well, I will give you some color for, for Sage's existence. So at this point... 
Uh, Cassidy Freeman, who plays Sage, had just come off of uh, the last three seasons of Smallville, because Smallville had just ended. So this was like her her next uh, big role besides a, a recurring arc on the Playboy Club, which I believe we have mentioned on this podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like us. So what you're saying is she is coming back? Yeah, she's coming back. It's not like, <gasps> come on, she's coming back. It is a kind of a spoiler if like the casting when it was like when the episodes aired announced that she's coming for like a multiple episode arc. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that because yeah. I wasn't watching while it aired. But yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah, I'm news. Saying, I'm just letting people know for the future. It does not count as a spoiler for you mm-hmm. or the world if, if they were like announced as a multiple episode arc. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will see her again. So. I feel like I've only brought up Smallville maybe once on the podcast somehow and not multiple times. <laughs> so Cassidy Freeman showed up in the later seasons of Smallville. Like, again, she's she appeared in season eight. She, along with Sam Witwer, were the new series regulars in season eight after both Michael Rosenbaum and Kristen Kruk left the show. And much like uh, Vampire Diaries, Smallville then had like a weird renaissance, like a later season renaissance. Like season eight of Smallville is fucking awesome. Oh. Uh, ex- except for the end where they bring back Lana and then they bungle everything. But like before that, <laughs> it's great. And literally in those final seasons, Cassidy and uh, Justin Hartley, who played Green Arrow on Smallville, they were keeping me afloat watching the series. Right. And who does she play on Smallville? She plays Tess Mercer, who is basically like their contemporary uh, Miss Tessmacher, but like Miss Tessmacher who kicks ass. And then eventually she is revealed to be a Luther bastard child. So. Oh, fun. fun. Yeah, she fucking rocks. And (laughs) honestly, she... She kept me watching that show. <laughs> well, I mean, she's great as Sage. That's all yes. I can speak to. And uh, I feel like she's a real badass. But I don't know how a, like, foxy boxing redhead, like, wouldn't have been my thing. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm in. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I believe the one time I mentioned Smallville when I was discussing Sarah Canning being on the show as, like, a Luther assistant. I believe she played Tess's assistant on the show, so. Aw, that's yeah. cute. <laughs> well, um... Do you want to talk about how you first received these episodes, LaToya? How did I first receive these episodes? Uh, I'm going to be honest, like besides literally just Cassidy as Sage, I don't think I remember much of my reactions. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Cassidy Freeman, you're really cool. And I'm definitely not attracted to you because I am a heterosexual woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was my immediate reaction <laughs> back in the day. I believe I had a similar reaction back in the day. <laughs> Oh god. Uh, it gets I better, like that, kid. Um I like that my reaction as soon as she showed up and was like beating the shit out of some guy, I was like, Oh, oh yeah, I do like women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. See, because you're past the point of repression. So. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it does get better. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> We're a good oh. podcast for the queer youth. <laughs> My uh, my memory of these episodes is also not uh, super deep, but I was really, really affected by Bonnie losing her mom and the conversation that Caroline has with Elena outside. Like, I don't, I, we can get into it when we get into it. Like, it's a little tough to have such a big moment for Bonnie, have all the words come out of Candace Ackle's mouth, but her saying like, somehow Bonnie's always the one who gets hurt very much uh, hit me right in the chest because I was Mm -hmm. like yeah this is really unfair so she deserves to get to handle this however the 
fuck she wants and mm-hmm. Elena can deal with it, which she does try to do. Like, I appreciate that she doesn't like overstep and try to insert herself in it a bunch. But um, yeah, that uh, that fucked me up, man. As, as I noted in the chat, it does suck, though, that this is happening at Caroline's home because they've not created a set for Bonnie's home. Yep. Yeah, that's bad. After three seasons, you guys. Uh, God. Yeah, that's really, really fucked. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, God. Yeah, consider the fact that Matt Donovan, who we love, mm-hmm. is definitely not as big of a character as Bonnie, and mm-hmm. we saw his home in season one. Mm-hmm. And you know who got a home in these apps? Meredith Fell. <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Fell has a home, you guys. Meredith Fell is a very green home. Quite but, clean. like, but not Bonnie? Like, yeah, that's completely fucked and is inexcusable. Uh, Michael, I know this is not uh, boy-centric, but do you want to chime in about homes and who has them? I, I will say that, like, sets on a network show is something that I really never took into account before Morgan kind of opened my eyes to this. Like, we would be watching shows and someone would, you know, say, let's have this at the, the you know, at the office. And Morgan would go, like what on the standing set and then uh she did this enough times to and i would you know start looking for it and kind of be aware of what sets exist uh on a show like this for budgetary reasons Mm -hmm. so it's it's something i'm still learning how to assess i would say but Mm -hmm. it's something you definitely discuss a ton in the rooms like at the beginning of most seasons you discuss if you're gonna do any new like builds for sets and like what you do with the money that you have and the stage space that you have etc and it's different because obviously like there are locations for your porches your cry porches your kiss porches and all that kind of stuff but then you know you pay to have your set space and obviously like there's not always room for everyone to have everything but bonnie should have a house bonnie should at the very least have a porch (laughs) especially since we decided that Cat Graham was uh, number four on the call sheet, we're not sure, but we decided this. We did decide this, and therefore it's true. Mm-hmm. Bonnie should at least have, like, a room where she does magic that they dress up in all, like, cool magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, even a bedroom. We ended up seeing a bedroom when she woke up from one of her Emily dreams. We did. that was it, and that was season one, so... <laughs> and I would tell you that's probably, like, a redressed someone else's room. Yeah, it looked like yeah. a redressed Elena's room. Honestly, just from a di- shot from a different angle. Yeah. So I do admit, like, I mean, obviously, like, money's limited. Bonnie's the only, I mean, up until uh, Abby was introduced, the only character without parents that were, like, characters. Mm-hmm. So I guess, but Jesus, like, should have a place to be that's not Caroline's house when she's dealing with her, like, mother's essentially death. Because, mm-hmm. like, I don't even think they were pretending, like, this is just Bonnie's home. Because it's, it's definitely Caroline's home. We know that whole room situation and the weird, like, you go in and then there's, like, a partition and there's a room. Yeah, I think there was the excuse, like, I think they kind of backfill the excuse later that, like, Caroline's going to help Abby transition and everything. Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, go to the house of the gal who knows what's what. But mm-hmm. still, not quite enough. Bonnie should have a house. I guess if, like, if, if, it, would, if it would be her house in Mystic Falls, it would be her dad's house and Mm -hmm. if her dad does not know about magic and her dad would probably have confusing feelings about seeing her mom again then i guess it makes sense to do a caroline's house yeah that is that makes sense but at the same time give her a home she should have a home we should have seen her home before this yeah (laughs) 
We're putting our foot down. Get Bonnie a home. That's our platform now. <laughs> Would we uh, maybe want to ask Michael Chase and what he thought about these episodes when he initially viewed them? Yeah, Michael. What, what were you feeling about these episodes when uh, Morgan forced you to watch them? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, first, I was fully on board at this point. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, so I, th- you know, I think season three is very strong. The first episode I really didn't have any memories of, uh, but I actually liked it a lot. It does a lot of good plot machinations that I think we'll get into that are kind of like all functional in a way I appreciate. And then uh, the next episode is a very weird one, but it's actually the one I wanted to be on for because uh, weirdly enough, the uh, season three serial killer subplot is one of my favorite things the show does just for how unique it is in terms of everything else that happens on the show. And since Mm -hmm. we do get the answer here, uh, I thought it'd be a good place to discuss the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, we talked about it more, obviously, uh, last episode, kind of like how weird the plot is, but I, I brought up how, but it's also kind of like the show's return to like a true hor- horror story in mm-hmm. a way. And I, I, I feel like I like the way the plot itself ends. Yes. But we're not there yet, obviously. And the twist, they've been, they, they, set, they set it up appropriately. I think this is, I guess it's a well-plotted story. It's just that, of course, we, we bring up Meredith Bell. Yeah. And how boring she is despite Tori DeVito being very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah let's get into these episodes and we can uh, talk, let our thirst rain throughout hell yes so we open at the gilberts elena is calling stefan but uh stefan's busy writing in his vampire diary <laughs> he is uh, and also morgan uh the civil wars is playing right now you have oh, to give yes. like, the, the appropriate uh like discussion <laughs> Oh yeah, that Civil Wars song is playing that I like have had on all of my playlists for writing for so long. So um, yeah, I was jamming out real hard to it and singing a lot of high harmonies, uh, which did that affect your viewing of the scene? I can, I don't even notice. Like I, I, I just think it's like additive or like just neutral value. It's so sorry. Like no, that's not it. It's just like, yeah, okay. Morgan's singing along to this. That's fine. It doesn't Morgan. really change it. Morgan sings along. She apparently stands up and just recites lines. <laughs> and you just roll with it. But yes, uh, the Civil War's Poison and Wine is playing during the scene. And as I, I told the chat, I was scream singing with, with my windows wide open. Hell yeah. It's a mood. It's a vibe. Stefan is clearly vibing because he uh, does not pick up Elena's phone call and she leaves him like a, like, Hey, call me back. Voicemail. He he is saying in his mind, I don't love you, but I always will. <laughs> that is for dang sure. So then uh, Elena calls Damon. Damon is still in bed. We cannot see who's next to him, but we can assume. <laughs> and Elena's like, look, I called you 10 times last night. We need to talk. Jill was real. 10 <laughs> times? <laughs> 10 times. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she feels bad about what she said before, which when it came up in the peas, I think all of us cackled. <laughs> Literally, my first note is LOL again in the peas and Elena dunking on Damo for love. <laughs> uh, Michael, as someone who didn't watch that episode, were you like, fuck, that's a sick burn? Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, because I oh, love Damon, you. I didn't well, maybe mean that's it. the problem. <laughs> I didn't mean it. Yeah, you did. You, you meant immediately it. said that. 
Uh, so Elaine is like, if you're mad at me, you need to get over it. To which Damon replies, oh, I'm over it and hangs up and turns to a, you know, naked Rebecca who's sleeping next to him. Uh, Congrats, uh, King. Look <laughs> at Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca is uh, very pretty and I love her. So Michael had no feelings on making Rebecca. Oh wait, did you you ask me? Yeah, um, you, Michael, not Morgan. Oh, but Morgan uh, you know, Re- uh, Rebecca. Yeah, uh, Rebecca's very good. The, uh, you know, I have a <laughs> naked Rebecca scene that is like the definitive one. Oh yes, we all agree on that so, one. So I can't. You know, a- another one coming in. I'm like, oh, that's nice. It's you know, they have other ones, but really, nothing can hold the candle to the like event, which will of course happen. <laughs> uh, keep that up. <laughs> It's not that great, but it's pretty awesome. Guys, I'm so excited. I have no idea when or what (laughs) is going to happen, but I can't wait. Uh, yeah, Rebecca. So is, is Rebecca high up for your crushes? Uh, I'm sure. I don't know. I I mean, I feel like you have bigger crushes. I I definitely do. Like, I think, I think Nina, um, I think really the, you know, the main cast up to this point is Mm. higher. I don't think she comes in far below everyone. Mm. I mostly just think she's good as like another good original after, uh, Klaus and Elijah were introduced. I mean, she's. Some would say the last good one. I don't uh, know. Some I'm might say that. <laughs> so, some would say that. Some would say the last of the real ones. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was this for you, Jill? <laughs> um. So Rebecca and Damon are kind of um. They're walking out of the boarding house. Rebecca's like, "Let's not make a big deal about us fucking." And Damon's like, "Yeah, same. That's also my plan." <laughs> and Rebecca's like, "Yeah, whatever. You'll come calling soon." <laughs> Which I, we stand absolutely. And David says, let's not hold her breath. And then they open the door and there is Elena. Whoops. It is important to mention that uh, Damon is shirtless and looking good. So this is where Elena's immediate response is, did you stop taking Vervain? <laughs> Elena, just accept that Rebecca is hot. I cackled so loud at this. Damon's like, you really think Rebecca had to compel me? Like, She's hot. <laughs> Damon was like offended on behalf of his like slutty bona fides. <laughs> He's like, I absolutely would do this. And Elena's like, um, she tried to murder me. And he's like, can't we just move past all of this? <laughs> so she is like, this sucks. Like, I hurt your feelings. So now you lash out at me. Is this how it's going to be? And he's like, look, I did something for once that had actually nothing to do with you. And you don't uh-huh. seem to be able to handle it. But also, come on, Damon. Come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, nothing Damon has ever done, like, since the show started has nothing to do with Elena. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, what a little bitch. <laughs> I love him. Uh, so Elena's like, y- you should probably know that Esther's planning on killing her entire family. So uh, you're not going to have your fuck buddy for too long. <laughs> but instead of that, you know, like making Damon sad, he's like, that's great. Like, Klaus will be dead. Why do you look sad about this? And she's like, because I don't want Elijah to die because he's my best friend in the entire world now. <laughs> So, Jill, you seemed to take issue with Elena's sudden desire to defend Elijah. Uh, what are your yeah. thoughts here? It ju- I just, I don't get it. Like, I get it because we all love Elijah. Mm-hmm. But if it gets rid of everyone else that she deems a threat, like, what? 
I don't know. <laughs> it just, it, it didn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me for a different reason. The reason that I said a thousand times in the chat, apologies, which is that if you don't want this to happen, do not give Esther your blood and agree to be a part of her plan to kill all her kids. <laughs> also that. <laughs> like it kind of like seems like this could have been avoided via that. <laughs> but Latoya, how do you feel about this development? Fuck Esther. Uh, Elijah is the number one boy, so uh, Elena should save him. I do agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't want Elijah to die, ever. Um, yeah. But I don't see where this, It's it seems so sudden for her to all of a sudden be like, oh, I need to save him after I just like ruined this whole thing. <laughs> I think, so obviously, the end of season two, Elijah went back on his word and he, he helped his stupid brother because, you know, that's what he does. But I think ultimately, Elena sees that Elijah is as good of a person as he can be. Mm-hmm. He's like beholden to his, his family, uh, unfortunately, but like she sees that he's a good boy, uh, <laughs> the only real man of the bunch. And like, she, it, yeah, so she kind of wants to give him like a chance to probably live separate from his his dumb family. <laughs> and it's like between Stefan, Damon and Elena, how can none of them relate to needing to help your dumb brother sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that neither Stefan nor Damon can relate with Elijah is insane to me. <laughs> Absolutely nuts. So Damon's like, hey, please don't stand in the way of this plot to kill all the originals. It's good for us. And uh, Stefan comes in and he's like, Klaus has to die. We all do. So don't fuck it up. (laughs) And Elena leaves and she like knocks into Damon on the way out and he spills his drink. Yeah, because he's day drinking, which by day drinking, I mean morning drinking. So then over at what now my transcript calls the Michelson mansion instead of Klaus's mansion. Fun. <laughs> Elijah is walking around the study and he finds the burnt sage that his mom used last night to keep secrets. <laughs> and um, Rebecca walks in doing her walk of shame and Cole makes fun of her and is an asshole. Uh, yep. He calls her a strumpet. I look, I stand the use of the word strumpet, but that's where uh, Cole and I's similarities end. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca like threatens him and Klaus is like, oh, this is fine. Like, I don't care. Make fun of my sister for having sex. And I'm like, how dare you? <laughs> Cole is like, hey, Klaus, come out and party with me. It's the least you can do after sticking a dagger in my heart, which very fair. They have fun. (laughs) Yeah, Klaus is like, eh, fine. Like the party wasn't that fun last night. So let's do it. And uh, they continue to be mean to Rebecca. And she throws her shoe at Cole, which uh, I love her for. Oh, the patriarchy. <laughs> Good God. It's so mean. They are so, like, it is a full, like, it's always Sunny D situation. They might as well say shut up, bird, as they leave. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Michael, how do you feel about Cole, by the way? Oh, uh, my like, God. Yeah, rank, uh, the, rank the Michelsons. Uh, I mean, I mean, Cole... Uh... Cole's better than Finn. Yeah. Because, <laughs> That's basically it. Because the, he, like, he, Cole's good as, like, I believe that he's the little brother, but that's basically it. Uh, Finn is trash. Uh, <laughs> Rebecca's good. She's, like, middle. And then a pretty big gap. And then Klaus. And then another pretty big gap. And then Elijah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> but also, I don't know if I put it that big of a gap between Klaus and Rebecca. Actually. I was going to say, that's more of, like, a that's, like, a, you know, normal gap. That's a normal... <laughs> 
ranking space and then a pretty yeah and then like four empty slots and then elijah uh. and then probably over time i probably put rebecca over klaus because love klaus love joseph mm-hmm. morgan but i can only take so much of you're all conspiring against me blah 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 <laughs> Break my bottle. Yeah, there's always a, there's a reason I say that sentence every time with Klaus because he says that a lot. <laughs> the thing I get tired of with Klaus, which I think this episode kind of shows us an example of, is like he's a guy who wants to you know rule the world. He wants to be like involved in his palace intrigue or whatever. He does not know how to just like chill around the house. Like <laughs> yeah, and instead of like admitting like, look, I want to rule the world, but today I just have to chill around the house, and then my brother and I are gonna. Go go to the bar he he will instead of admitting that be like ah yes today we shall make revelry in our sister <laughs> and then and then libations at the logo and then it's just like you're you're just hanging out dude it's like it's not a big deal and but he he thinks because they're doing it he can't admit it's not a big deal that's kind of mm-hmm. what irks me about klaus sometimes mm-hmm. but when he's doing the big deal stuff he rules Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why it's so obvious that Alaric Klaus is a different character from Klaus altogether. Because Alaric Klaus is the one who's like just wants to chill at the bar. Yeah, Alaric Klaus did have chill, and Klaus Klaus has none. He has no chill. <laughs> <laughs> So our scene um, then moves on to being an Elijah Rebecca scene. What what? What a Finally. team up! And uh, Elijah walks in and he's holding the burnt sage. And Rebecca's like, "Please don't continue to make fun of me now that oh. our mean brothers are gone." And he's like, "No no no! I have a new thing. I think <laughs> our mom's conspiring against us." <laughs> what a Klaus move! Yeah, she he's, he shows her the sage and he's like, "This means mom was doing a privacy spell." And Rebecca's like, "I don't know." she likes doing privacy but she says she fancies such things and I'm like what what you know our mom she's always into being secretive you know how Vikings talk when they say she fancies such things I love it Uh, she says you know why don't you ask Finn like he's like attached to her hip and Elijah's like I don't fucking trust Finn he hates like our entire existence and Rebecca says, that's not true, which, Rebecca, you have not been paying attention. <laughs> Rebecca doesn't listen to Finn when he speaks. <laughs> Honestly, like, that's a pretty good self-preservation tactic. He's boring as shit. <laughs> and Elena's like, mom's around for one reason, and it's to make us a whole big family. Stop looking for trouble where there is no trouble. Girl. Fool. <laughs> there is trouble, homie. A beautiful fool. <laughs> So then at the Gilberts, Bonnie and Elena are hanging out. They're looking at a grimoire and she's burning some sage because they're trying to test the sage to see if it works. Like they don't know how to do the secret spell. It's very (laughs) cute. So like Caroline's outside while Elena and Bonnie talk. And Elena's like, this is so fucked up. Like, she is on what I assume to be hour two of bitching about Damon and Rebecca sleeping together. (laughs) Which I love her for. That is not a critical statement. She's like, he was gloating. Like, actual gloat. Like, he was proud of himself for sleeping with her. I mean, I would be proud of myself if I slept with Rebecca. God damn. Yes, I would be. (laughs) So she's like, is it working? And then Caroline walks in and is like, no, I can hear everything you're saying about Damon the Vampire Gigolo. (laughs) (laughs) Caroline's a gigolo. I love her. I love her. I love her more than anything. So Bonnie's like, I don't know. The spell's hard. And Elena's like, well, keep trying. So Caroline has to leave again while Bonnie and Elena speak. Like, never has it been more clear that Bonnie's number four on the call sheet, not Candace. (laughs) (laughs) 
love a you guys love it when we talk call sheets. Oh, uh, don't it. you? <laughs> Please put in your five star reviews of this podcast that you love it when we talk call sheets. This is a big like I'm like nine years old with friends and like we're like oh my god it's soundproof. Okay, you go outside and <laughs> see it. Say if you can hear us, and I bet you can't. It's <laughs> and it's it's very cute. And uh, Bonnie's like, well, speaking of Esther, she came to see me and Abby this morning. And Elena's like, what the fuck? Why did you let me talk about Damon for two hours? <laughs> and Bonnie's like, well, I just didn't want you to worry. She just came to introduce herself because Abby and I helped bring her back and she's channeling our entire ancestral bloodline. <laughs> yes, she is. And now she thinks she can be black. Now Esther thinks she can say the N-word is basically what happens for the rest <laughs> of the episode. I didn't like that she kept saying it. <laughs> It was a bold choice. Uh, so Elena's like, is there a way for her to not channel you anymore? And Bonnie's like, I don't know. Why would I want that? <laughs> and Elena's like, I don't know. I feel really bad about this whole Elijah thing. Like, he was really nice and he found a way to keep me alive. And now I'm in this position where I could do the same for him. And it just doesn't feel right to let him die. So then Caroline comes in. because She's like, I've held my tongue long enough. One, <laughs> this spell doesn't work. Two, this is not your actions. These are Esther's actions. Stay in your lane. <laughs> does Elena stay in her lane? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Elena does not know how to stay in her own lane, which sometimes we love her for. And Bonnie's like, look, here's the whole deal. Like, they're all going to be dead by the end of this night. It's a full moon, and Esther's going to harness the energy of that celestial event, and me and Abby are going to help her. So... Taking clock. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Originals. Go and die. <laughs> so then we go uh, back to the Salvatores and uh, Damon and Stefan are having a brother time. And Damon's like, want to come like have a victory drink with me? And Stefan's like, shouldn't we wait until Klaus is actually dead? And Stefan's also like, I'm very twitchy. Mm-hmm. That's normal, right? <laughs> but uh, Damon reminds Stefan that bros actually come before hoes. And, and that's why Michael's like- here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and Damon's like, look, don't you see the way we stood up to Elena? <laughs> and I'm like, what standing up did you do? Like, sh- there's no, like, Elena, like, she doesn't have, like, a tyrannical rule over the two of you. You are both obsessed with her. Standing up to an 18-year-old girl, wow. <laughs> Oh my god, I love to be over a century old and stand up to my teenage girlfriend. Damon? <laughs> Damon, his teenage crush. <laughs> Damon is a proud member of the Simp Union, and they have to, like, they have to stand, band together to, you know, make sure they're not getting treated too poorly by the woman they are all simping for. <laughs> what is that? It's like, oh, help, my subs have unionized. Yes, it's, that that's, is Elena yes. this week. <laughs> oh my oh, no. god. I love Elena. <laughs> so Damon's like, you're in such a shitty mood. <laughs> and Stefan's like, so you think Elena's going to try to screw this up, right? And Damon's like, yes, of course I think that because I've met Elena. She's not going to listen to me because of everything with Rebecca. Maybe she'll listen to you. And uh, obviously that's not the case because after the moment where they didn't fuck when they should have. Oh, dang. Remember when it seemed like they might fuck and then they didn't? That was wild. <laughs> In my opinion, they should have fucked. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we were yelling, fuck. <laughs> so um, at the end of this conversation, the boys are like, well, neither of us can have her. Oh, <laughs> Which, God. like, calm down. And uh, Damon leaves a glass of blood for Stefan. And Stefan does not 
drink it. Stefan has a vampire diary to focus on, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The diaries are back, baby, in these two episodes. Back with a vengeance. So then we go to Elena, and she is visited by a very handsome guest. It's Elisha. (laughs) They go to the woods together, and Elisha's like, oh, I've missed this land. And Elena's like, I can't even imagine what it must have been like a thousand years ago. And I'm like, Elena, it's the woods. It was like this. It looked exactly like that. They just had wigs. <laughs> oh, the wigs. I miss the wigs. So I just like, oh, yeah, like there was a school over there. That's where I saw my first werewolf. This is where the town square was. And that's a field where horses used to be. And Elena's like, I can't believe all of this. <laughs> History. <laughs> He's like, yeah, anyways, down here was a cavern I used to play in as a boy. There's like a system of tunnels. Kind of nature's way of providing us with a shelter against the savagery of the full moon. And Elena's like, yeah, I don't know anything about those. Anyway, I should probably go home. (laughs) And uh, Elijah's like, look, I really admire you, Elena. You remind me of stuff that I valued long before my mom turned us. It's not in your nature to be deceitful. And yet when I asked you about your meeting with my mother the other night, you lied right to my face. Bitch. <laughs> Such a good reveal. We were all yelling. Or at least I was very loudly. Poor Michael. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm right there with her. <laughs> and Elena's like, that's not true. And Elijah's like, I can literally hear your heartbeat. It you jumps dummy. when you're being dishonest with me, which is something that I do feel like Teen Wolf stole a ton. <laughs> oh, great. We're bringing up Teen Wolf again. I will not stop. So he's like, you lied to me, the ball. Tell me the truth. And she is evasive for a long time. And she's like, look, we were told that whatever was in the coffin was going to kill Klaus. We found out it was your mother. We didn't know what to think. But um, she wants to kill all of you. (laughs) And she's like, "Um, my bad. There's nothing I could do to help. And I think there was something you could have done, Elena. (laughs) And uh, Elijah says, look. If there's one thing I've learned in my time on this earth, be careful what you wish for. And then he stomps real hard and breaks a hole in the earth and jumps <laughs> Elena down into the caves, which Michael and I both brought up was like a Furious 7. <laughs> when Vin says the street always wins. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> So Vin is watching the Vampire Diaries and he is getting his ideas there. You heard it here first. I would not be surprised. Honestly, the the Fast and the Furious franchise should steal from the Vampire Diaries as much as it possibly can. Put Nina in a Fast and Furious. I mean, do we think it's not a coincidence that they have the stomp move and who shows up in Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage? (laughs) Is this, uh, I mean, this is a pattern. Speaks... (laughs) Is that what a pattern is? Two things that are vaguely related. Yes, that's a pattern. (laughs) I I learned my investigative skills from Damon directly, so I I, I think I'm beyond reproach here. Have another drink, Michael. (laughs) I'm going to get drunk. This mystery is going to get solved. So uh, back at the Salvatore house, Damon's on the phone with Alaric, and Alaric's like, yeah, I haven't seen Elena. (laughs) Damon's like, okay, well, that's not good. And Alaric's like, why do you even care? You're fucking Rebecca now. He says, I'm surprised you have time to call what with all the original sex you've been having. And I was like, oh. ew, I don't like this. <laughs> Damon is mad that Elena told. And Alaric's like, yeah, she fucking told me, you idiot. I'm her dad and your best friend. <laughs> and Damon's like, look, 
Did she tell you that she's having an attack of conscience about this whole original murder thing? And Alaric's like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be mad at the teenage girl I'm raising for having a conscience. <laughs> You've come to the wrong place. Uh, what a couple of dummies. Oh my god, true idiots. Damon's like, well, just like tie her up and lock her in a room until this is over. And Alaric's like, absolutely not. I'm on a date. <laughs> Uh, which uh, we reveal that he is at the grill and he is with Meredith. The sexy psycho doctor, as Damon calls her. Yes. And Joe was a fan of that. Not like the actual term, but just uh, yes, I, I know of, like, mean, yeah. code names. Because yeah. I don't refer to people I like as their name. <laughs> <laughs> to when I'm talking to my friends. They're like the blank person or yeah. the like, yeah. I love that. Look, they're best friends. Damon finds the glass of blood that he gave to Stefan earlier, and you notice that he didn't drink it. Dun, dun, dun. So then at the grill, Alaric and Meredith are on their little date, and Meredith's like, does he still think I'm a serial killer? <laughs> you know, as you do. And Alaric's like, yeah, he's just, he's like a little judgmental. <laughs> so uh, Meredith's like, look, your x-rays were inconclusive. Your wound was semi-healed, so it was really impossible to tell anything about whoever stabbed you. And he's like, and your CT scans were clear, so we don't know why you don't remember anything about the attack. It's possible that you were compelled to forget, which could mean the killer's a vampire. But then, before they can solve this mystery any further, Cole and Klaus show up, and they're here to drink and be bros. <laughs> they are. And this is where Jill calls Cole a Walmart uh, Elijah, and I call him a 7-Eleven Elijah. <laughs> I like 7-Eleven Elijah better, so that one's sticking. That is the one. That's what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we've already gone through this a lot, but I was like, the casting with Cole and Finn, what was happening? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm, I'm looking for more. I, I, I definitely think Cole is working uh, better than Finn. So far, but I just don't think... Like Nathaniel Bazolik, what was like? What is it? Is yeah. that is good really? And I, I know that CW tried to get him into their stable of boys because like he's in that terrible, oh god, fucking awful super <laughs> atten- uh, supernatural spinoff they did, the first one, oh, and geez, he's doing it, an American accent, and that's awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I even knew they made supernatural spinoffs. They've tried several times. Really. Yeah, they were trying to do, like, a bunch of the ladies. Which re- that one actually was, like, good, and it didn't happen. Oh, it was? Yeah, that was good. Oh, shoot, I, I didn't see it for it, yeah. Because unlike the, the, so the one, they tried first, the one with Nathaniel Bazalik, it was basically, they were, like, doing kind of, like, a demon, like, godfather type thing where there were, like, demon crime families, which was, like, we're introducing this, like, seven season into the show, and it, Wow, this is not something that's ever been established, so it made no sense. But with the, like the ladies, they were like established characters over the years, basically. Yeah, and it, like it kind of made sense. Yeah, it was like that sheriff that used to date. Um, yeah, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was that, and it was good. And then I know people blamed legacies, but I believe it was actually New Charm was the reason why they didn't pick it up. Oh, anyways, at Old Witch House, we got Abby and we got Bonnie, and they are meeting up with Esther and Finn, the dream team. <laughs> And Abby immediately calls it like she sees it and is like, who's that creepy guy? <laughs> Bonnie's like, that's Finn and he can hear you. God. So Abby's like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Which uh, Abby goes up several points in my book for that. Was That was the point where I was like, oh, Finn's in this? Yes. Which made me laugh uh, very hard. <laughs> oh, is in this? <laughs> but Abby's like, look, um, I wonder what your grams thinks about the part that we're playing in all of this, given the whole balance of nature stuff and Bonnie's like honestly she'd probably be really pissed 
Yup. Uh, which is the sign to keep doing it. <laughs> so Esther's like, hey, Bennett wishes. Thanks for coming. Like, I can't think of any better allies. And I'm like, She's Shut. like, sisters. She keeps saying sisters. And I'm like, stop this. I don't like it. I don't like the way she talks to them. I don't like her. She keeps saying sisters. And again, it is like she's just saying the N word. She does call them sisters a lot. And I, it's not a good look. <laughs> So Abby's like, hey, what the fuck are we doing here? And Esther's like, well, I keep want to keep using your magic. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I draw like all my power from the entirety of the Bennett bloodline, living and dead. And the connection gives me a lot of power. She's like, but it's kind of difficult to maintain. So I need like you guys, mother and daughter, which is the bloodline made manifest. And then she calls them sisters and says, tonight, my sisters, we shall bring peace to the spirits of nature that we serve. And for that, I thank you. Shady as fuck. No, thanks. Maybe they should have said no, thanks. You guys should say no. I know you want the originals dead, but this woman sucks. <laughs> she really, uh, I want to like, say something from the originals like i want to spoil it something because it will make us even angrier about all the sister stuff nope can't do it can't do it <laughs> oh, it's so good <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm moving right along because we can't spoil <laughs> god i want to say it so bad don't say it i love you don't say it i'm so confused <laughs> i know you are so anyways, it turns out Rebecca is going to keep an eye over Elena. And she says that if Elena tries to run, she gets to kill her. Yikes. Yay. <laughs> She's also got the, the AT&T phone to kill her with. <laughs> <laughs> A very good phone. I'm thinking about buying one. <laughs> so yeah god Rebecca's so great um she's hot I'm in love with her so, anyways <laughs> so then Stefan enters uh, a room in his home only to see that Elijah is there sitting by the fireplace and talking to Damon <laughs> and uh Elijah's like hey and Damon's like he has Elena whoops great uh and Elijah's like actually she's with Rebecca who's pretty murdery so help me stop my mom or else Dun, dun, dun. Which is pretty good. And he's like, look, so the deal is she's using the Bennett bloodline. So all you got to do is sever her connection to it. Hint, hint, kill those ladies. <laughs> Which is not cool at all. He gives a very specific time, 907. That's when the moon will be full. And uh, Esther will have the power to do what she needs to do. He's like, so take care of it. Bye. Michael, how are you feeling about the boy stuff in this episode by this point? Pretty good. Uh, we've got boys across purposes, boys forming alliances and uh, leveraging each other. Uh, I really, I like the the whole plot machinations of the stakes of this episode because it's actually like you know it's something that's kind of hard to do, which is fundamentally nothing big will change by the end of this episode, or nothing like in terms of like you know villains, good guys, power structures, uh, alliances, but. We kind of get into, we, you know, there's an attempt to do that. There's an attempt to kill a lot of characters. And I think it is very uh, convincingly set up and uh, resolved satisfactorily. So I'm uh, I'm happy so far. We'll talk more about the, uh, the results of all this. But uh, spoilers would be that Elijah fucking rules. <laughs> but yeah, like, I mean, like the stakes here are, are we going to dick over Bonnie again? Like... This like to the point where the stakes kind of feel like almost like a meta commentary of the show being like, are we gonna like do Bonnie dirty again? 
The answer is yes. Uh, so <laughs> then we go back to Rebecca and Elena, and Rebecca's like videotaping her on the phone to like send messages to the boys and be like, tell them how delightful it is being stuck in a hole with your biggest fan. <laughs> And Elena's like, you're just mad because I was incredibly mean to you. (laughs) And Rebecca's like, yeah, that's exactly it. And she's like, I honestly don't know what I want more to find out that we all get to live or to find out that I get to kill you. (laughs) What a bitch. I love her. Um, And Elena's like, this isn't my fault. I just wanted to get rid of Klaus. And at one point you did too. So it's not my fault. Again, Elena, you still daggered her and you pretend to be her friend. And that is mean. Yes, it is. And Rebecca's like, do you really think I want to spend like what could possibly be the last few hours of my life talking to you? I don't. But like everyone ever wants to bend over backwards to save your life, which is incredibly annoying. But at least it makes you the perfect hostage. So shut the fuck up or I'll rip your head (laughs) off. Love her. She rules. So then back with the Salvatore boys, Stefan is, uh, you know, staring longingly at a blood Capri Sun. And he like pops one open and Damon comes in and is like, hey, help me brainstorm a plan because my plans are always good. (laughs) And Stefan's like, look, we need to call Bonnie because there's got to be a way that like she can shut it down. And Damon's like, well, what if she is with Esther? What if she can't? And also, we don't know how any of this works. So how could she? They're so dumb. They're so (laughs) fucking stupid. Damon's like, look, worst case scenario, we kill him. And they are both just kind of like staring at each other. Damon takes the blood bag and uh, starts taking a little bit of a slurp. And he's like, and Stefan truly believes that there has to be another way. And Damon's like, well, I do have a less diabolical plan. It is dagger Elijah. If they're all linked, one goes down. That means they all go down. The witches live. Elaine is safe. Problem solved. <laughs> and they're True. like, well, technically we don't know what it'll do to Klaus. And Damon's like, well, honestly, it kind of doesn't matter what it does to Klaus. <laughs> and Stefan's like, one problem. The dagger is lethal to vampires who use it. And Damon's like, well, I just so happen to know someone crazy enough to give it a shot. We cut to Alaric. <laughs> I yell. There is one idiot. (laughs) Is that the sound she made, Michael? (laughs) I was wooing. (laughs) No, that's the sound Michael made. (laughs) So he's like on the phone and he's like, yeah, they're still here. They're drinking everything. (laughs) And Damon's like, good. It's far easier if they're drunk. So the plan is to have Caroline enter. Yeah, we got uh, this teenage girl as a honeypot. She gives Alaric a, like, a significant look, and I'm like, I love to give my teenage student a significant look before she seduces the a thousand-year-old man. <laughs> Good God. What a show. Alaric's being like, well, she's a vampire. She's ageless. Oh, okay. How old is she really? Oh, like 18. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, technically she's stuck in 17, which is a That's true, yeah. (laughs) But Cole is like, hey, look at her. She's hot. And Klaus is like, stay the fuck away from her, which um, I agree. So uh, Caroline uh, shows up. She does not look happy to see them. And Klaus is like, have a drink with us. And she says, I'd rather die of thirst. And a a Mystic Grill bartender lives to see another day, basically, for her not drinking. But also, you know what? Uh, Klaus, Cole is closer to her age than you are. 
Yes, but I also am obsessed with how horny Klaus is for her disinterest because his response to that is, isn't she stunning? (laughs) (laughs) Which I do love. I love that he is like, you know, simping very hard. What a dweeb. I am still like cautiously optimistic about Claroline, this view around. Maybe this is the time it works for me, guys. I was amused by it simply because of how easy it worked for this plan. But, you know, <laughs> that's I, to me, that's the highlight of this weird, he's in love with her already thing, is that, like, it allows this weird plan to work. I like it. It's like, it's a crush. Like, I don't, he's not, I mean, it's weird, it's intense, but isn't Klaus weird and intense? I'm just saying, uh, this motherfucker, I was about to say the N-word, and I'm like, I should not say the N-word. <laughs> Is drawing photos of her like he's Asian. <laughs> I am very drunk, and I was about to say the N word. About to call class the N word. <laughs> Look, I don't have an authority over who says that word and who it is used to refer to. Yeah, you're not Esther. You can't. I'm not that. Esther. I don't decide. <laughs> but I feel like we shouldn't call class it. <laughs> I mean, I could call class it, you but. Can't. <laughs> Anyways, um, like... That's weird, Morgan, because off mic, I don't know. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> no. Uh, so out- so uh, Klaus goes outside to follow Caroline, <laughs> and he, like, almost gets hit by a car running after her because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> she is like, take a fucking hint, uh, and she tries to run away from him, but again, he follows her. He's like, we just had a little fine get over it i'm over it i drew you a horsey yeah (laughs) caroline's like i'm not and klaus says how can i quit myself (laughs) um jill what do you think of the fact that tyler who is apparently an artist never drew carolina horsey i would love to see a drawing that tyler has done for caroline honestly they should do a draw off for her oh my god I would. I think I would prefer the Tyler drawing. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty good horsey. Uh, you, you make a fair point. <laughs> uh, so Klaus is like, "Come on, sit on this bench with me. Get to know me. I dare you." Come Which on, I'm distract like, me for a while. Come on. <laughs> Be a honeypot. Uh, and she's like, "Fine, I'll distract you. What do you want to talk about?" And he says, "I just want to talk about you." I God, screamed a, here. Not gonna what lie. A dweeb. I was like, same though. (laughs) And Caroline says, just to be clear, I'm too smart to be seduced by you. And Klaus says, well, that's why I like you. Which (sighs) is pretty charming. I was geeking this whole scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I, uh, I like it. Where is this where, uh, the, the phrase romantic drawings was said. I don't know when it was said, but I did scream when it was said. And I wrote in my vampire diary, row, period, man, period, tick, period, drawings, period. Jesus. Didn't like it. Anyways, our next scene takes place at Old Witch House. Finn is lighting torches around a big old pentagram, and Esther's like, this pentagram's our connection to magic. And it's oh, made out of sisters. salt, which is a symbol for the earth. And there are five torches for each of my children. <laughs> Shut up, Esther. I don't care how your spell works. Uh, how does Michael feel about Esther, by the way? Uh, es- Esther's, Esther's kind of a nothing character, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't have too much to say. I like... 
the I, I I have a lot to say about like the idea of the originals and what they kind of mean for this like show and universe. Mm-hmm. But on an individual basis, I think only Klaus, Elijah, and Rebecca have any substance. Mm-hmm. See, this is what I, I was telling Morgan basically, mm-hmm. and then we, once it was finally revealed who's in the coffin, I could talk about it. Was that yeah? That's kind of what the big issue with the season is: is that Esther's the big bad, and Esther is so boring. <laughs> Yeah. And she's saying sisters all the goddamn time. (laughs) So she explains that since she cast the spell that made everyone vampires, she can also reverse it. She's going to make them human again, which means that they'll be able to be killed and she will kill Finn. And since they're linked as one, everyone's going to die. And Abby's like, so Finn, you're just willing to die? And he's like, hell yeah, I can't wait. This is all (laughs) I care about. The D. I'm so boring. And I'm like, no, Finn! (laughs) Finn, my favorite character, Finn Michelson. <laughs> I wish you were a diehard Finn head. <laughs> True boy corner is uh, number one, Finn, <laughs> all the time. Where are my Finn heads at? <laughs> no. Sounds like something awful you would Finn. say about like a shark person. <laughs> yeah. Like if we lived in the Bojack universe, in the Bojack yeah. universe, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, it works if Finn heads are also called feds too, so it tracks. <laughs> There you go. So then, back at the Mystic Grill, Cole starts hating on Meredith Fell for some reason. It's like I said, literally, Tori is in the scene with every cast member who's not Paul, and to the point she's in the scene with Cole. Absolutely wild. I was very confused. I also forgot the existence of this scene. Uh, She's like, hey, what if you didn't? And he's like, no, I'm going to press this issue because I'm a jerk. But it's also... (laughs) It's weird that Meredith was the the other honeypot. It's so weird. And Alara gets to be like, the lady said no, and then stakes him with the uh, silver dagger. It's like when um, Alaric and Damon were trying to do, like, whatever they were trying to do with Miss June. (laughs) And Alaric's acting is basically what's what's happening here. Oh, my God. And Alaric says, uh, next time, take a hint. So all of the originals, like, fall to the ground, daggered and desiccated with all their veins popping out. Elena makes a run for it. Esther is like, something's wrong. Something's wrong, sisters. And then Klaus seems like he can feel it. Like, he puts a hand on his heart and is like, what the fuck? And he immediately is like, Caroline, you wouldn't talk to me. <laughs> He's like, you're conspiring against me. Something must be afoot. He's like, what did you do? And he like grabs her and yells at her and I don't like it. And Caroline's like, I didn't do shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> so um, then back at the grill, Alaric's dragging Cole into an alley and huh. giving him to Stefan and David. And David's like, tell your sexy doctor, good work. <laughs> So he's warming up on that relationship. That's nice. (laughs) And then Klaus shows up and he's mad as hell. He's like, Damon, I should have killed you months ago. (laughs) Agree. How didn't he? (laughs) And Damon's like, fucking go for it. It's not going to stop Esther from killing you. Uh Uh-oh. Klaus is like, excuse me? And Damon's like, you didn't know I was friends with your mommy? Uh, idiot. Gross. He's like, yeah, we have a lot in common. She hates you as much as I do. Klaus is going to attack him. But then Elijah shows up and is like, leave him. We need them. Because <laughs> uh, I guess he undaggers Cole. Oh, yeah, he undaggers Cole. So Elijah's like around again. So <laughs> Klaus is like, what the fuck is happening? What is our mom doing? And Elijah's like, 
you need to fi- figure figure out where these witches are, or I will have Rebecca kill Elena right now. Damon looks yeah. up at the clock tower and sees that it's only 8.30. Sorry, what, Latoya? <laughs> I'm just saying, because the is all like, what did Mother do? <laughs> also, where are the witches? They're at the, the place the witches go, but I guess Elijah wouldn't know because he was daggered. <laughs> And Damon's like, but you told me we had until after nine, which Michael destroyed me with his comment on this. Oh, yeah. Just that, like, they literally just tried to, like, go behind Elijah's back and, like, incapacitate them all so this plan could go through to kill them when they were supposed to be (laughs) listening to Elijah's instructions. And then when they are foiled, Damon is like, um, you said we had another half hour. Like, that's (laughs) not fair. With no, like, irony or anything. Just, like, which is, you know, I appreciate. An idiot. Demo can break plans, but when someone else does, oh no, how could you break plans? (laughs) Yeah. So then we have this, like, fun kind of, like, cat and mouse scene with Rebecca and Elena, where Rebecca's running through the tunnels and trying to escape, but she's tripping and she's falling. She's human and it's dark in there. And uh, Rebecca's like, I have no idea why I passed out. Your boyfriends must be trying some shit, but... (laughs) I could chase you down on my worst day. And I'm like, hello, I am horny. So Rebecca does find Elena, but Elena headbutts her and jumps into the cave that vampires can't enter. Yeah, uh, Elijah definitely didn't give uh, Rebecca all the deets about this cave situation. I hate when I'm missing cave deets. <laughs> cave deets. <laughs> cave deets. But also for the scene, I liter- my notes begin, zoop and trip and zoop. <laughs> <laughs> getting you yeah I, I, i've been ruined because of you and this podcast Brian. <laughs> so sorry uh we go to meredith fell's very green apartment and uh she like ices alaric's head wound which is you know sweet of her i guess and alaric's <laughs> like no i i need to get going like elena's out there i gotta fight her and she's like you need to stop you probably are concussed yep the head bonks yeah, which Alaric's like, this is Mystic Falls. Concussions aren't real. <laughs> oh, no. So she looks around at her place. He's like, this is your place. You're kind of a slob, which is rude. <laughs> he learned from Damon. You got a nega girl. <laughs> <laughs> so Alaric is like trying to leave, but McMerritt is checking him out. And she's like, you probably have a broken rib. And Alaric's yeah. like, well, this is embarrassing. Like, I was on a date and I got my ass kicked. <laughs> But yep. um, Meredith is like, she's sweet. She makes a joke about like picking fights with guys 30 times your age. And she's like, Damon and Stefan are going to take care of Elena and I'll take care of you. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, nice in theory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is a scene where I said Meredith is boring, but Tori can still get it. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. The revelations about Rick, which are insane. <laughs> and we don't spend enough time about on those. We do not. <laughs> They are. There's one major one that's like, wait, what? Yeah, it's concerning. Why is that not in a flashback? <laughs> Anyways, at Old Witch House, uh, Stefan and Damon are in Damon's cool car. They're parked outside and they're like, what's the deal? Which one of us is Elena going to hate forever? Oh, the boys. They're like, if she if she could choose, she would choose to let herself die to save her friend because she wants mm-hmm. the D. Elena the D OTP. Mm-hmm. He's like, but we're choosing, so we're going to do our own thing. (laughs) And they decide to flip a coin after uh, both making fun of each other for being like, I thought you didn't care anymore. 
God, they're such weenies. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is good shit. Yeah, how are uh, you? These is, are boys. Oh, it's good brother shit. Yeah, we kind of need to see the re- the resolution of all this for the full context. But uh, it, no, it's it's great. Yeah, uh, brothers stuff. Very good two episodes for the brothers, I would say. Yeah, these are good brother ups. So the brother energy. <laughs> So then we're back to the caves and Rebecca has disappeared and reappeared again with a bunch of gasoline and she just starts throwing it on Elena. <laughs> this is also where I noted the candle arrangement in the cave. I'm like, did a larger body do this? And we settled on Bonnie doing it for witch stuff. I believe, yeah, I believe that's a Bonnie candle job. Oh my God. Rebecca is like a freaking wily coyote over here. <laughs> Just throwing gasoline and like waving around a lit match. <laughs> Elena yells, Are you insane? And she says, I prefer spontaneous. It's probably why Damon likes me so much. <laughs> I am obsessed with that line. Yes. Uh, Jill, obsessed uh, with it. Oh my God. I'm going to start using that. Not, people don't usually call me insane to my face, but if they do <laughs> in the future, I'm going to say I prefer spontaneous. <laughs> Jill, I'll call you. I'll call you insane just so you can retort that you're spontaneous. Thank you. Yeah, everyone's you're calling Jill insane. She's got the line now. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I give you permission to call me insane now. Yeah, at Jill and tell her she's insane. <laughs> uh, so uh, she just throws the full, just like canister of gasoline at Elena, and she like ducks. And uh, Rebecca pulls out a lit match. She's like, "Here's the deal. You're gonna come outside." Or you're going to stay in there and be set on fire by me. (laughs) And she's like, how does it feel to know that these may be your final moments? (laughs) And Elena pulls a pretty good comeback, which is, I don't know, you tell me, you're the one whose mom's trying to kill you. (laughs) (sighs) Elena, just be nice to her. I know, like, there's nothing to gain by being mean to Rebecca anymore. She is scary. So um, Rebecca's like, hey, fucking watch yourself. And Elena's like, look, you're the one who's still wearing her necklace. Rebecca rips off the necklace, throws it at her, and is like, is that what you want? Is that your last request? Take it. But Elena's like, look, she's not doing this because she hates you. She's doing it because she doesn't have another choice. And Rebecca's like, don't fucking pity me. We're not girlfriends, which is in the chat where I said, you could be girlfriends, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe do a little kiss. Do a little kiss, just to see. Um, so <laughs> Elena makes this whole big speech where she's like, there's a chance that you might be alive tomorrow. And in that case, and you kill me now, you'll have used up all of your revenge. So this is where I wrote, you don't want to kill me like this. You want to <laughs> kill me differently. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially your logic, and Rebecca does agree with it, basically. Wow. It's pretty funny. It is. So back to Old Witch House, Finn has woken up, and he's standing in the center of the big pentagram. And he's like, Mom, they're coming! And Esther's like, oh shit, it's too soon, the moon's not high enough. We gotta run. (laughs) This is where the Mike boys was going. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I... That only came because I didn't remember how to spell Mickelson or Michelson, however you say it. <laughs> well, you said it. I, I was like literally writing in my notes and then you said it. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's just faster than Michelson boys. Yeah. Like, I love the boys. boys. Yeah, this has good squad energy, even if Cole is there. Uh, <laughs> 
So Cole, Elijah, and Klaus roll up, so to speak, and uh, Esther's like, hey, my sons, come here. And Finn's like, no, stay behind me, mom. But Esther walks into the pentagram and is like, it's cool. They can't come in here. I'm sorry. I just, why was Sage obsessed with him? I don't know. Again, I feel like he like took a vow of silence and just had long hair. And Sage <laughs> yeah. was like, what's his deal? <laughs> Sage was obsessed with him because of, like, plot stuff that the next couple episodes are going to get into, and that's <laughs> literally the only reason. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking true. Fucked up. So Cole does, in my opinion, the best Cole thing to date, which is he's like, fuck you, Finn. You're such a little bitch. He says, how pathetic you are. Like, fucking favorite son playing sacrificial lamb, which I was like, all right, Cole, good, good on you. <laughs> um, I appreciate him for doing that. End of list. So uh, Esther's like, shut up. Don't talk about my favorite like that. <laughs> and Elijah's like, you realize that killing your own children is bad. Like no matter what you think of us. And then she like calls him a scourge of the earth. Yeah, it's really fucked up. She's like, honestly, my only regret's not letting you die a thousand years ago. <laughs> Jesus. Klaus th says all this talk is boring. He just wants to send his mom back to hell. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I have been in hell for a thousand years. I've watched like you kill all these people. I've felt the pain of every victim who suffered like while you did your bullshit. He's like, even you, Elijah, you claim to be noble, but you're not. Like this is in theory, a really good mm -hmm. message and a really good motivation. I, I like yes. that. He says, you're a curse on this earth stretched out over generations. You've come to plead for your life. You're wasting your time. Yes. In theory, you should think maybe she is the good guy, but she's saying sisters, Finn's her right hand man. <laughs> just, she just fucking sucks. <laughs> her aesthetics are trash. <laughs> no, that's, that's the thing with the show is like, we've kind of indulged in the, the fun of like, amoral people who are really cool and hot while disregarding human life and being cool vampires and stuff. So that when someone is like, my motivation is that like, I believe in the sanctity of human life. If their vibes are fucked, it doesn't matter. Like... <laughs> Like, she's like, I want to save people from your wrath. Uh, yeah, they're like going to kill a bunch of innocent people, but their vibes are much better than yours. So sorry. Yeah, the show's not called The Innocent People Diaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. thank you. I mean, uh, if, if it was Esther Show, it would be The Appropriation Diaries, let's be honest. <laughs> So, um, meanwhile... I'm, just, I'm, I'm sorry, I just imagine Esther, like, head-to-toe in kente cloth. <laughs> Kneeling in her kente cloth. Like, Sisters! Oh, I have to leave. <laughs> she's she's the woman of color that Joe Biden is going to choose as a running mate. <laughs> I have to go. Um, so, meanwhile, uh, Abby and Bonnie are walking through Old Witch House with no prank element. And Abby's like, this place is spooky. <laughs> and Bonnie's like, yeah, but the witch spirits will protect us from the originals if we go in the basement. But then suddenly they go into the basement, but Abby doesn't follow. She's gone. And Stefan shows up and is like, hey, so they took Elena and they're going to kill her unless we stop Esther. I think they're both really good in the scene because I think this is like the entire crux of the stakes of the scene. Because as much as like, Abby is the collateral damage. The real collateral damage here is Bonnie's feelings. Mm -hmm. As usual. Because unfortunately, like Abby doesn't feel like that distinctive a character. Like she matters because of her relationship to Bonnie and what she means mm -hmm. to Bonnie. So 
they are both like really, really good in the scene. Like I think Paul Wesley's playing a lot of guilt really beautifully. And Bonnie's had this really stiff relationship with her mother, but it's not like she doesn't care at all. Mm -hmm. And she's just really like, she's like, I can't stop her. We're being channeled. And Stefan's like, well, if you can't stop her, I have to find another way. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she like, she even doesn't she like start to tear up and cry a little bit. Like, it's very fucked. I think she's great. She's like, even if you kill us, Esther's channeling every witch in our ancestry, living and dead. And he says, well, the only way to cut it off is if one of you is no longer a witch. So then we cut to upstairs, Damon uh, grabbing Abby and turning her into a vampire, which is a really, I think, a a very smart bit of plotting and a really fun reveal, even though it's upsetting. Yep. Uh, So then outside, Esther uh, senses something and she cries out (laughs) for her sisters and asks them not to abandon her. But they do. (laughs) Think about this terrible lie a lot. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the torch fire goes out. Everybody's standing there in shock. Uh, Finn zoops Esther away, leaving uh, Elijah Claus and Cole just like standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the plan's uh, effectively been foiled. But at what cost? At what cost? So then down in the caves, Rebecca's like, you can come out, Elena. Like the boys took care of your problem. Damon turned your like witch's friends, your your witch friend's mother into a vampire. (laughs) Elena is like, wait, what the fuck? No. And Rex is like, bye. Yeah. She's like, actually, I was really smart. Anyway, bye. (laughs) But she does bring up, she's like, you're right. I do really want to take my time and watch you suffer when I kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for the idea. (laughs) That is enemies to lovers if I've ever seen it. (laughs) I, I, I won, yes, and I would like to see it. Two, um, do you feel like this decision isn't good and it makes Rebecca look kind of toothless? And I like, I feel like they could have come up with a better reason for her not to kill her. Where she's just like, you just don't want to kill me like this, I think is a little bullshitty, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe, we've been saying this before, they should have given us a little bit more Rebecca, Elijah, so we could get like, an explanation for why she would, you know, just kind of do Elijah's bidding, besides the fact she's just the older brother, you know? We know, like, if, if this was Klaus's plan, of course she'd be doing it, and then she'd complain about it the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> but she'd do it. But yeah, we haven't had enough Rebecca Elijah yet. And I love a Rebecca and Elijah scene, because they are my my two faves. Mm-hmm. Of, of Agreed. <laughs> I love them. Uh, so then we, uh, as we mentioned before, go to Caroline's house. <laughs> yep. Abby's like laying in bed, Bonnie's holding her hand and crying, but Caroline is out at the front door and she's talking to Elena and she's like, Bonnie doesn't want to see you. Nope. She says, Abby's in transition. It's going to be really hard and Bonnie needs some time to deal with all of this and I think you should give it to her. So Elena's really broken up here because she's like, Bonnie's always been there for me. I just want the chance to be there for her too. But Caroline stays strong and is a good friend, I think, to both of them. And Mm -hmm. is like, I know you want to help, but put yourself in her shoes. Everything that happened tonight was to save you. And that's okay because she loves you so much. But somehow she's always the one who gets hurt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, Elena's boys fuck over Bonnie and her family. (laughs) On the reg. (laughs) Again, it happens. Again, Caroline is, uh, her number one is Bonnie. So she's taking care of her. Yeah, Elena kind of like has to have this like really humbling moment where she just like gets it. 
and she, you know, starts to tear up and she's like, you're right. Please just tell her that I love her. And uh, we leave and we see Bonnie standing in the hall, having listened to the whole conversation, mm-hmm. crying as well. And it's just really sad. And it's, it's a nice parallel to the scene where Bonnie and Elena are talking and Caroline's stuck on the outside mm-hmm. from earlier. And I just think like th- this story, I, I don't disagree with the idea of it, of wanting to tell a story about Elena having to come to terms with the fact that she's like the fact that she's everybody's first choice always ends in Bonnie getting hurt. I wish that they would explore that more and interrogate that idea a lot because there's something there and it is a pattern. Maybe Elena should just go to Denver and things would be better. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let's all just go to Denver. Is uh, <laughs> is Jeremy? Jeremy's in Denver. In Denver. Oh, I love I love a good leaving town for a while. It is it is the ultimate Vampire Diaries movie. What are you, Tyler Lockwood? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Zing, baby. <laughs> there is, there is uh, a character, I will say there is like a character who leaves town at one point to be like, ah, I'm leaving town or whatever. And they're doing like the, ah, they're leaving town. And I'm like, okay. And then I think I just had to be told by like you, Morgan, or just context. It's like, oh no, actually that is this cast member like leaving the show. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> It's not different from all the other times that someone leaves town for, like, two episodes. I was like, no, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. That's not for a while, but yeah. Uh, Anyways, so back in Salvatore house, Damon's washing his hands, putting his ring back on, and uh, Stefan is there, and Damon's like, is she safe? God, he doesn't care at all. Um, By the way, don't look on Twitter because Klaus is apparently trending. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Don't look on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, no. Is it for any particular reason? No one seems to know why. Uh, right. Klaus, well, uh, not, I just see Klaus now, but apparently Klaus, Elena, Damon, and Bonnie were all trending. Oh, it's our power. This, this podcast, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so Seven's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elijah kept his word. Rebecca let her go. And they're both like, phew. I mean, we don't care, but phew. So this is where Stefan's like reveals that he lost the coin toss. And it should have been him who had to turn Abby. So why did Damon do it? Because oh, he's the ultimate bro. He is the king <laughs> of uh, dudes. He will absolutely take that bullet and make himself the villain for the girl he loves and the brother he loves. Uh, <laughs> I, look, I couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> Damon is like, hey, it's clear you haven't been drinking human blood for a while. And Stefan's like, yeah, I haven't since I threatened to drive Elena off Wickery Bridge. A pretty good rock bottom. Yeah. Uh, Jill, how'd you feel about that rock bottom, baby? That line hit me pretty hard. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, ooh, wow, Steve. Because to go back, that scene was so fucked. Yeah. He was going to drive Elena off the bridge her parents died under. Yeah, that, oh, what a, a mess. But also hot. <laughs> Look, was it in some ways hot? Who's to say? But uh, clearly it was a wake up call for, for Stephen. So good for him. Uh, so Damon's like, look, you have enough to feel guilty about. Why add this to the list? And Stefan's like, you know you're not fooling anyone. You are still in love with her, too. So it's not like you have a reason to scorch the earth. And Damon's like, yeah, okay, I do still love her. And I thought I could win her from you fair and square. But it's clear she doesn't want me. This is for the best. I'm better at being the bad guy anyway. (laughs) 
Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, I you taking off his sunglasses. And better, like, to, yeah! better to rule in hell, baby. Better to rule in hell. What uh, a king. Good God. Um, <laughs> speaking of, Elena goes into her room and she finds that she has a letter from Elijah and I yelled because <laughs> that's classy shit and I love him. That's the Elijah I know. I wrote Elijah's letter, exclamation point, hot, exclamation point, classy, exclamation point, groundbreaking, never been done before. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So he says, Elena, today I did things I abhor to protect the one thing I value most, my family. If anyone can understand that, it's you. Your compassion is a gift, Elena. Carry it with you, as I will carry my regret. Always and forever, Elijah. <laughs> Hell forever, yeah. Baby. A man among boys. God damn, he really did it. When has one of the boys ever apologized well? <laughs> the footage not found. So then we're back to the Michelson mansion and we have this uh, Rebecca and Elijah scene. Rebecca's like, where the fuck is everyone? And Elijah's like, it's <laughs> over. We don't have a mom, only Esther. And she was right. We're all garbage. <laughs> Elijah's like, I talk about being a nice person, but when it suits my needs, like I kill, maim, torment, even today, I terrorized an innocent. And then Rebecca's like, fucking Elena's not innocent. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> and Elijah's like, and I used your hatred of her to get what I wanted. I wielded you like I would a sword. My sister. Aww. Aww. He's so dramatic and I love it. He's a sweet boy. Rebecca's like, but you did this to protect us. And like, we deserve to live. We're better than they are. <laughs> but Elijah's like, no, we're not. We're assholes. Like, mom made us <laughs> vampires, but we made ourselves monsters. And we should uh, think about that. I want to give Elijah a big kiss. Mm -hmm. He's so good here. What a true bro. I love him. Michael, what do you think? Uh, I, I feel like most of my thoughts will probably be uh, addressed later in a certain segment. In a certain corner? Oh, you, who, who's to say? <laughs> so then uh, we go down and uh, Klaus and Rebecca have a little scene. Klaus is burning all his sketches of Caroline. I'm yelling. Fucking angel motherfucker. So many drawings. What the fuck? So weird. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Stop drawing her, dude. <laughs> this, is, this is a better character than Elena Gilbert? Okay. She's not gonna fuck you, bro. <laughs> uh, so Klaus is like, I thought you would have been gone by now. Elijah's leaving, Cole's leaving, Esther and Finn are gone. And Rebecca's like, God, fucking damn it, you're so stupid. But fine. Uh, she's <laughs> like, I hated you when I learned you killed our mother. But now... After a thousand years together as a family, I've realized that you're actually the only person who's never left me, uh, which is really sweet. And she's like, and there's something that you need to see. And it's a picture of Elena in the cave. She's like, look at those images on the wall behind Elena. And it turns out there is proof that there is another white oak tree. Whoa! 300 years after they left. Are you happy, Morgan? <laughs> White oak tree. Yeah. White oak tree. <laughs> yeah, I'm really fucking happy because she's like, there must have been a sapling, a new tree to replace the old. That tree could kill us. It's not over, Nick. And I'm like, somehow yeah. the white oak tree is alive. It's returned. <laughs> You're so silly. Andrew Morgan obsesses over the goddamn white oak tree. 
This is what I do. They announced in Fortnite that the white oak tree was back. I don't know, you, you probably missed it, but... I'm sorry, I'm going to have a heart attack from how funny that is. <laughs> Anyways, so then we're at Meredith's very green apartment. Alaric wakes up and he, you know, walks over and fondly looks at Meredith asleep and then decides to go find some Advil for his various aches. <laughs> And then he notices a bunch of folders and he starts looking at all of this and it's like weird that she has a folder for every murder victim. (laughs) And he finds a knife wrapped in cloth, you know, the one used to stab him. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And then suddenly we hear a gun and it's Meredith. And she's like, you weren't supposed to see that. And she shoots him. Bitches be crazy. Pop, pop. Pop, pop, indeed. She's not crazy. She's spontaneous. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Wild. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, Now to talk about the episode that goes all really horny. (laughs) Who? Me? Never. (laughs) Uh, And there were flashbacks, and Jill didn't complain once on it, actually. At least not to us. Yeah, Jill, how are these for you? I checked out for a few of them. Uh, (laughs) I mean... I mean, there wasn't like much to them. I think you, you, you got what you got needed to get. Yeah. You got Sage punching men. That's all I needed. And saying David should fuck women. <laughs> yeah. Sage hot, dick. ring bad, do fucking. <laughs> Most of them. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Stefan uh, assemble. Oh, <laughs> uh, Stefan. No chill. So we open in the town square of Mystic Falls, but it's not present day. It's 1912. That's the name of the episode. Holy shit. The titular 1912. (laughs) It's the titular 1912. (laughs) Uh, Extreme Beanie Feldstein boys. So it turns out that uh, there was another, you know, rash of founders murders that took place in 1912. And this is the one of Zachariah Salvatore, (laughs) the OG Uncle Zach. (laughs) He's like, whatever, if one guy in the council got murdered, it's no big, I'm gonna be fine. He walks away and is immediately stabbed. (laughs) And also note that he is talking to the then Sheriff Forbes at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gerald Forbes. (laughs) Gerald Forbes. Gerald Forbes. How dare you? <laughs> so then, uh, present day at the police station, we have a mom scene. <laughs> uh, Lizzie and Carol are pissed about the murders. And Carol continues to bully Liz about everything. Yeah. Like, Carol's like, who the fuck is it? This is messed up. And Liz is like, look, I'm trying to not convict an innocent person. <laughs> Cut to Alaric Saltzman. This is a very, like... God damn it, Sheriff! The murders are out of control! I mean, I want the perp in my desk! You know, that, that kind of thing. Or you're off the mm-hmm. force. Yeah. Except it, there's like, you know, it's just Sheriff Forbes and a mayor instead of a police captain and a renegade mm-hmm. a detective. Just? These are two A-plus ladies, so watch yourself. Yeah. So we cut to the scene where Alaric is in a holding cell, and he's talking to David and to Liz. And Alaric's like, I didn't do it. He's like, I didn't do a murder. And Liz is like, but what if you did? And Damon's like, but all you have to go on is Meredith Fell's word, and bitches be crazy, bros before hoes. (laughs) And Liz is like, I know I'm your bro, but... (laughs) But, like, there's a lot of fucking evidence here. (laughs) Dr. Fell says you came at her with a knife. And Alaric's like, yeah, the knife I found hidden in all of her murder 
files. <laughs> and David's oh. like, are you going to ignore that he was one of the victims? Like, he was stabbed to death. <laughs> and Liz is like, he could have stabbed himself. And Alaric's like, why would I do that? And you know what? We get the answer at the end of the episode. Yeah, Liz is like, look, I don't know what to think. All the weapons have been yours, and a respected member of a founding family is pointing a very long finger. This is where I said in the chat, her finger seems normal to me. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, Liz makes a point. Uh, Meredith is a fell, and the fells own the goddamn town. Mm -hmm. And Liz is like, Damon, stay the fuck out of this. And Damon's like, but I don't wanna. And she's like, don't make me put you in that cell with him. <laughs> if only. What an episode. <laughs> But instead, Damon has to solve a cold case in only the way he knows how. <laughs> yes, good God. Uh, so we cut to Matt and Elena jogging. It's so dang cute. <laughs> the seeds are planted. Oh, uh, I was yelling. I like when friends go for a jog. Yeah, I said friends. Because that's or what they are. Or something more. So I, I bring it up. I yeah. brought it up during this episode. I... I definitely remember what is happening, thinking the same thing, but I just like remembered watching. It's like, I feel like they started planting the seeds of possibly Matt being in the running for a choice because like all this vampire nonsense. It's even a thing that Klaus brings, brought up earlier. It's mm -hmm. not like, let's just let her uh, end up with a quarterback and she'll be safe because you two are idiots who are going to get her killed. And so I feel like, especially after that, they start playing more with maybe Matt is a good choice because these idiots are going to get Elena killed. Yeah, and he is an extremely good boy who's very sweet. But I see him as the new and improved Jeremy, who is a boy no. in Elena's life who is normal and nice, who she feels like she has to look out for. I would allow that him as a new and improved Jeremy would allow him to kiss Bonnie, but I don't see that happening, so. Oh, God. They just, like, should have let Matt and Bonnie kiss. I mean, because he's like, oh, yeah, I was talking to Bonnie. Why don't we see that? Why don't we see that and them kissing, huh? Yeah, I was talking about Bonnie in between our kisses. And <laughs> so uh, so they're running and uh, Matt's like, you cannot run your problems, Elena. But Elena just keeps running. <laughs> and he's like, OK, well, it looks like you're going to try. And he's like, well, I talked to Bonnie. And then this is where Elena stops running. And Michael, you had words to say about her stopping running. Oh, it was just a very, like, you know, I, I can tell that it's, you know, she, like, jogs two steps, and then it's like, okay, action, and then she stops. It's, you know, this wasn't, like, a stopping from a full run sort of uh, take. Some TV running, if you It will. was some TV running. But we, the thing is, we cut from, like, good running. It was, like, good running cut to a very TV run as she, as she stops. This is not uh, an important note of mine, I would say. Fair enough. Unlike uh, the rest, which are crucial. Crucial. <laughs> So Elena's like, oh, okay, so what'd she say? She's like, well, they're at her mom's. Abby's going to complete the transition and Caroline's going to help her through it and teach her control and all that stuff. Which, if you're going to have a vampire tutor, Caroline's a good one. True. And Elena's like, well, did Bonnie say if there's like anything I can do? And Matt's like, look, she knows it's not your fault. She's just upset. And Elena's like, well, of course she is like, but this absolutely is my fault. Like, Damon turned her mom into a vampire to save my life. That's on the record. <laughs> and then uh, they run some more, and Elena gets a call from Liz and is like, Cher Forbes, is everything okay? He what? <laughs> we love a one-sided phone call. 
<laughs> so then at the police station, uh, Elena runs in and walks right up to Damon. And Damon's like, don't worry, Rick's fine. Liz wants me to stay out of it. And Elena's like, but you're not going to, right? And he's like, no, I think I actually am for once. <laughs> and Elena's like, but your friend is in jail. Don't you want to like do something? And he's like, no, I mean, I could rip out Dr. False Accusation's throat. Maybe your tongue, you know? I could chew it up into little tiny pieces and feed it to the squirrels. And then he does this Jesus. little chewing. <laughs> the squirrels that uh, Stefan feeds on. Yeah. Jesus. Elena's like, cut it the fuck out. What the fuck? Like, Alaric is our buddy. And Damon's like, guess me staying out of it suddenly looks like a pretty good idea, doesn't it? He's like, anyways, <laughs> I saved your life last night. You're welcome. God, he's such a dweeb. <laughs> Elena uh, is not thankful. She's like, you can at least show a little bit of compassion about Bonnie. And Damon's like, oh, you're right. They must be hurting. Should I send lasagna? Fuck Damon right now. I mean, he's he totally doesn't care about her. So, you know, he has to let her know. Oh, he's got to let everybody know how much he doesn't care. So Elena's like, you're being mean. And Damon's like, I am mean. You hate me. The earth's back on its axis. God. What a fucking loser. Yeah, he like leaves, but Elena's like, if you keep pushing people away, you're going to end up alone. <laughs> I mean, that is, uh, we can blame Spike for it, but that is kind of like the thing about the bad boy uh, character, the bad boy vampire, is that, you know, they're like secretly the lamest character in the world. <laughs> they're just dweebs <laughs> with all our emotions. And it's not even secretly at this point with Damon. We know. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dork. <laughs> a dork who's like so excited to be in her bedroom. <laughs> You're describing a cool guy, so I'm very confused <laughs> by uh, what you're saying. A cool guy who's a bad boy and likes to be in girls' rooms. And has lots of feelings! <laughs> but he doesn't let on. But he does let on really obviously, but he doesn't think he does. <laughs> uh, Michael, is this is this how you got uh, Morgan? Oh, that, I mean, that was she got me. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Anyways, guys, so Stefan is in his room. He's looking at his diary. He's jittery as fuck. Like I said, these are the episodes of the return of the vampire diaries, as well as the crow. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait. We thought the crow wouldn't be back and we were wrong yet again. Caw, caw, bitch. <laughs> So uh, David walks in and he uh, starts making fun of him. He's like, dear diary, a chipmunk asked me my name today. I told him it was Joe. That lie will haunt me forever. <laughs> I'm like, what is this joke? But okay. Stefan puts his diary away and he's like, what do you want? <laughs> and David says, well, I was hoping we could hang, you know. I know we don't really hang out. We team up. We join forces. We activate our wonder twin powers. But also, like, they really do just hang in this episode. Like, as we, we said numerous times in the chat, they don't do the thing that they were supposed to be, supposed to be doing. It fucking rules. <laughs> they do no work at all. It is so funny because Damon's like, we're going to solve a cold case. Like, remember when we came back for Zachariah's funeral? He wasn't the first member of the of the Founders Council killed that year or even that month. He's like, when was that again? And Stefan's like, the titular 1912. <laughs> <laughs> and Damon's like, you're goddamn right it is. So he finds uh, Stefan's vampire diary from 1912. And he's like, 1912, or as I like to call it, the last time Mystic Falls had a serial killer on its hands. Woo! We've got a great... Uh, dun, dun, dun. A again, any, any fucking time that there's a series of killings and someone notices that this has all happened before. What? 
What? That's good stuff. This is this is excellent. I don't know why they thought to do a like serial killer genuine mystery. It's the only time there's like a real mystery in the show, and I think it rules. It's cool. I'm glad it's here. We'll talk more about it. It's 1912. We will. Um, I do. We'll say one thing that's lame about it is because it's 1912. We don't get any fun jazz like we did in like the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice if there had been like a stronger or cooler aesthetic. Yeah. But the boxing is fun. I love 12 music. I love... (laughs) 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 Fucking calliope piano bullshit. (laughs) Oh, they're doing Camp Town Races again. (laughs) This might even predate Camp Town Races. I I can't say. (laughs) Well, you don't know when Camp Town (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So, in the cemetery... In 1912, Stefan is approached by two ladies, Mariana Lockwood and Samantha Gilbert. I'm just like, I don't remember your names. Neither of you are Honoria Fell. What's the point? <laughs> They're like, we're really sorry for your loss, Mr. Salvatore. We hear, we hear you're a distant cousin of uh, Zacharias. And he's like, oh, I'm actually his nephew. <laughs> he's my uncle, Zach. Mm-hmm. I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, there's no reason for you to not believe me. (laughs) So um, Samantha's like, oh, yeah, I am Samantha Gilbert. And Jonathan Gilbert was my late grandfather. And she's like, do you know him? And he's like, oh, we cross paths. And also, like, both of these women look exactly alike. Yeah, it's really hard to tell the difference between them. (laughs) That's why I'm like, I don't need to know their names because maybe they both. I don't know if any of them are the ones dying. (laughs) They're the same person. And it's very similar when Sage is like, don't kill that white woman, kill that white brunette. Like, I was like, they're the same. (laughs) Jill, were you able to tell them apart or no? No, I'm going to be honest, you guys, a lot of this episode went over my head. (laughs) You guys are telling me that the mystery was solved and I have no idea what the fuck happened. They will will elaborate. I kind of had the same feeling at the end of this episode, I will be honest. But yeah. like, there's more to it. But like, is, yes, this is the episode where they give you the answer, and then they will later explain what that answer means. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got it. And I, we'll go. We'll go through it here too. I can explain later what I'm thinking is happening because it's um, uh-huh. very wrong. <laughs> what do you? Oh, what wow. do you think? Please tell me what <laughs> you think. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> But also, yeah, Jill, this is how you know that, like, uh, the casting was, like, an issue. The fact that I'm confusing white people. I'm just like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) It it was, like, that bad. Yeah. So we're neither of these people on Smallville? (laughs) Neither of them were on Smallville. (laughs) As far as I can tell. I mean, they could be Canadian actors, so maybe they were on Smallville, like, in a non-speaking role. (laughs) Um, okay, so anyways, uh, Stefan's like, hey, not to be that guy, but how did my relative die? (laughs) Nobody's saying. (laughs) And they're like, oh, shit, um, he was murdered. (laughs) Because, like, apparently people are fucking murdering people from founding families. She says it's not a good time to be a founder in this town. I mean, they deserve it, though. (laughs) Yeah, then they leave, then a crow appears, and then flies away, and then Damon shows up. But this is definitely the last time there's ever a crow on the show, you guys. Yeah, we would never <laughs> lie to you about but, but that. Th- this just isn't da- this isn't Damon. This is Damon with a cool hat. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you you barely like gave us a second before you're like, but I need to talk about the hat. 
I truly, how could you not immediately mention the hat? It's it's a good hat. David's in a bowler hat. He's looking <sighs> fucking good. <laughs> okay, guys, when did Damon get cool? Because we're still not seeing it in these flashbacks. Because he is not. Uh, the day he put that hat on. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's after Sage told him to fuck. I think it is then, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a loser for 50 years. When she was like, women aren't just for food, they're also for fucking and manipulating. <laughs> he was like, hmm, what did you say? <laughs> uh, so Damon makes a very funny joke, which is, have you been eating the relatives again? Uh, and we find out this is actually the first time they've seen each other in like 50 years. Yeah. They still have a lot of bad blood, though. Uh, pardon the pun. I mean, yeah, once... Uh you know, Damon left because Stefan was, you know, making a mess in, in the house with all of his uh, chomping. That was it. <laughs> yeah. So they both are like, did you kill him? No. Did you kill him? <laughs> and Stefan's like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Lexi pestered me to death. Yeah. Damon's like, well, fucking congrats. But if you'll excuse me, I'd like to live out my eternal existence as far away from you as possible. Damon, if you're baby. that mad about being immortal, fucking kill yourself. <laughs> Be Finn. <laughs> <laughs> He's figuring out how to be cool, though. Like, yeah, got a hat. I mean, this explains why Sage would like be interested in either Finn or David if she's like, I sense that you want to murder yourself. I love a whiny little bitch. <laughs> Uh, so the boys agree to get a drink together, and Stefan says that he's missed Damon. Uh, Damon does Aww. not uh, return the sentiment, but he does say, "Sure, why not." <laughs> Uh, so then in present day, things are looking pretty similar because Damon's like, hey, want to go get drunk? The parallels. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, Stefan's like, look, just because you're bored and your best friend's in jail. And Damon's like, no, 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 no. I want to solve a murder today. <laughs> he does not want to solve a murder today. <laughs> I mean, theory, he solves a murder. He just doesn't do anything to help Rick get out of prison <laughs> or, you know, anything actually helpful. But he does solve it in time. Kind of. <laughs> he does. He doesn't give anyone his evidence or <laughs> actually focus on that because he's focused on his brother. But, you know, he does technically solve a murder <laughs> it, it's like it's like he said at the beginning he's sick of you know teaming up he just wants to hang and, and he, uh he this did. is his excuse he yeah he hanged hanging was had <laughs> it's absolutely true so uh speaking of hanging you know who's hanging out rebecca and carol lockwood <laughs> <laughs> they're hanging out at the grill together and what are they talking about trees baby <laughs> you know how teens can't get enough of the trees yeah, she's like, I thought you'd be a good person to talk to about the oldest trees in the community. I'm a real tree head. I guess, yeah, Carol does know she's like an original. So she's like, originals are weird. They talk about trees. I don't know. They're having balls talking about trees. I can't like really get a pin on them. Yeah, she's like, I don't know what their vibe is, but like they're not murdering me yet. So all right. <laughs> Carol says, well, a long line of Lockwood women used to keep those records back before any of them had actual jobs. <laughs> Women's rights. Like, that's a job, though. Yeah. Us Lockwood ladies, we keep the trees. That's what I wrote. Um, but then... <laughs> sorry. Uh, but, like, Rebecca's like, look, I actually went down to the Founders Archives, but I can't find any record of the specific tree that I'm looking for. And Carol's like, well, it probably got cut down. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, big old trees built half of this town back in the 1900s. <laughs> 
Stephen and Damon come in and they, you well, know. Yeah, she, I was saying also, she says that, like, yeah, the salvators were responsible for all the tree stuff. Yeah, she's like, but uh, but logging? Those are a salvators game. <laughs> uh, which, okay. <laughs> what a weird fucking show we're watching. Fucking <laughs> weird show. The trees, that was all us. But the logs, those were all them. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. <laughs> so, uh. Just some, some 19, like. 30s, like, Russellini Salvatore, being like, every tree in this town goes through me. I never met a vampire. I just did tree stuff. I like it. So, Stefan is being antsy and is knocking his ring on the counter again because he desperately wants blood. And Damon's like, hey, fucking cut it out. You can't quit cold turkey. It's not the best approach. Like, playing the all or nothing game leads to a trail of bodies for you. So why don't we pay our old friend moderation a visit? (laughs) Seven is not interested uh, and instead returns to Damon's original question, which is what does a medical examiner, Bill Forbes, and Alaric Saltzman have in common? And it seems like all it is is being on the Founders Council. Yes, but David does make a good point. Well, they're like bottom tier. They're like only Bill was actual founding family. <laughs> He's at least in 1912, they killed a Salvatore, <laughs> which uh, rules. Rebecca starts sniffing around and is like, which Salvatore was that? <laughs> He's like, oh, I wonder if you're going to talk about some trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about trees, boys? <laughs> So over at the police station, we have an Alaric and Lizzie scene. And Alaric's like, you have to agree. I have no motive. <laughs> and she's like, look, both the medical examiner and my ex-husband got into altercations with Meredith Bell before their deaths. <laughs> like, you know, you're her fucking boyfriend. <laughs> That's on you, Rick. And Alaric's like, what the fuck? No. He's like, are you saying I was defending her honor with Brian? I didn't know her. <laughs> and Liz is like, um, she told you that Bill threatened to report her to the medical board about the whole vampire blood thing. And Alaric's like, no, she didn't. This is where <laughs> Alaric is fully the nachos guy from the I think you should leave sketch. He's like, what? At every turn. And I appreciate it. Um, he's like, no, she didn't. And he's like, Liz, like, what about that 2 a.m. call the night that he was killed? I pulled your records. Yeah, um, his uh, <laughs> drunk whiskey call that he does not remember, as he told Elena. <laughs> yeah, he's like, okay, well, fuck. Um, I was drunk. I shit. <laughs> <laughs> and Liz's like, do you have an alibi for the night Brian Walters was killed? He's like, you fucking saw me at the party. I was there <laughs> until midnight. And she's like, time and death was between one and three. <laughs> Alaric is not looking innocent here he's not and honestly it's kind of funny it's pretty funny (laughs) he's a mess (laughs) he's like like truly if he is innocent like from liz's point of view he is like still a huge old mess (laughs) yeah he's still a huge alcoholic who needs help probably should not be taking care of children (laughs) yeah that's the best case scenario So at the grill, we pick back up with Damon and Stefan and Rebecca. Rebecca's asking questions about Zachariah Salvatore. And Damon says- Zachariah (laughs) Salvatore. 
Oh my god. I'm sorry, I just watched Hamilton. Did so you like Hamilton? Trees, he I mean, I saw it on down. Broadway, so. Ooh, fancy. Wow. Yeah. Did you see the original Ooh. cast? Uh, yeah, basically the only one who was not there was um, Groff because he was shooting the Looking movie, but I got Andrew Rannells instead, and he made Leslie Odom Jr. break during a number, and that was hilarious. Aw, Rannells. I didn't yeah. realize he took over after Groff. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, he took over while Groff was filming Looking. Wow. And then was it Brian Darcy James, or did I make that up? That is correct. Hell yeah. Of course, I Andrew Reynolds' best role is as uh, Seto Kaiba's brother in the uh, dub of the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime when they go Get into the computer. Here, nerd. And he, uh, is <laughs> Sorry, like, I'm uh, putting Michael's head like in the toilet. AI, uh, <laughs> Sorry, Michael, they won't be able to hear you if you're in shut in a locker. You uh, <laughs> like this nerd on the podcast, Jesus Christ. No virgins allowed. <laughs> But also, this is a reminder for everyone, watch uh, the Black Yu-Gi-Oh! Wednesdays. anime. <laughs> <laughs> Black Monday, uh, there was just a, a hilarious Phantom of the Opera riff that I will not spoil because... Oh know. my god. <laughs> what? It was I very good. Yeah. Um, so Damon's like, yeah, our dad knocked up one of the maids during the Civil War. And then I, he put in quote, maid, um, definitely a black woman because it was definitely a slave. And now the Salvators <laughs> are black and that's canon. Um, look... Who am I to mess with Canon? So he's like, yeah, look, as far as everyone else knew, Stefan and I were dead. The family name had to go somewhere. So, you know. Which also uh, means that Zach Salvatore from the beginning of the series is like uh, 116th uh, black. I know. I was going to say, is that like what you're saying? But that's exactly what I'm saying. Fair enough. (laughs) So Rebecca's like, huh, so your family, they own the logging mills. Hmm. Hmm. And we're like, stop talking about trees. Demon's like, what the fuck? You're asking a lot of questions. And she's like, I'm just, you know, researching. <laughs> and Damon's like, look, you don't gotta disguise your true motives. If you wanna fuck me again, <laughs> just ask. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, not for all the liquor in the world. Which is not enough. Jesus. There's not enough liquor in the world. And I'm like, you clearly both had fun having sex. I don't understand yeah, why you wouldn't do way, it again. It, I imagine she was thinking of Stefan the entire time. <laughs> But literally, like, in the last episode, wasn't she like, we should do this again? And he was like, not on your life. (laughs) But then this episode, it's completely reversed. Well, I think because she is smarting from him being a dick. Yeah. Sure, but like, I, you know, they're just not tracking what uh, level of, like, repartee they've had in terms of who admits they like having sex with the other one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, the answer is they both like it so it's yeah i was a i was a uh david and rebecca uh girl back in the day uh yes yeah i was like (laughs) well when they when they make the s'more together they're so hot in smells like teen spirit and i was Mm -hmm. like this should happen so when it finally did i was really stoked but it happens in such a quick way and they don't like really explore it and i was like oh this is a bummer i think this would have been a really fun fling for both of them i mean as a stefan and rebecca truth or now you know how i feel (laughs) <laughs> when they when they were having that s'more, I feel like it should be like, what, you've never had a s'more? Well, yeah, you did miss a lot of stuff. Also, have you read any, like, books? Because actually, the last hundred years, a lot of stuff did happen. You might want to, like, brush up on the 20th century. <laughs> this isn't like those other centuries where nothing really happened. Is this an event? <laughs> We've been on the moon. Has anyone told you about the moon, that thing that happened? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, just imagine so many original scenes are just them reading books because they've all been daggered. Like, Finn has, like, so many books. Again, 900 years. Good God. I would really love if, like, four seasons into the originals, Rebecca learned about the moon landing and was like, what? 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, Nick, how did you not tell me people have gone to the moon? <laughs> Klaus is just like, I don't give a fuck. I am painting. I, I sounded like an idiot out there not knowing about the moon thing. <laughs> yeah, someone said something about the moon landing and I laughed and said, that's a very funny joke. And then I looked stupid. <laughs> And that's uh, season three of the originals. Yeah, that's a big plot point in season three. <laughs> it would be good a good brother bit if they were like, okay, no one tell Rebecca about the moon landing. <laughs> we're going to see how long we can keep it a secret from her. It was always Rebecca's dream to be the first person on the moon. <laughs> and now none of us can tell her. <laughs> she just goes on like a fucking massacre because of the moon. <laughs> Rebecca kills everyone who's been on the moon. Watch out, Buzz. Bex is coming for you. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Uh, So, anyways. These these are the bits we have to do since no one is going to school at any point in these episodes. (laughs) No one's learning about the Civil War. They haven't learned about the Civil War in weeks. They're in 1912 now. What the fuck? (laughs) So, yeah. So, Damon's like, come on. It was too good for you to be this hostile. And um, Damon's like, look, you'll have to excuse my brother being super on edge. He's jonesing for some O positive. (laughs) Which, does Rebecca know what that means? Exactly. (laughs) Does she know about blood types? (laughs) Oh, no. Now we're just, like, worried that Rebecca's very dumb. I'm sorry. It's not even dumb. It's just, look, is ignorance when you were in a, you know, centuries, like, in a decades-long coma... does that count as being stupid? I don't think so. I just want to know, does Finn know anything about the world at all? Finn doesn't know shit. And it's like, you might like the world now, Finn. It's real different. Yeah, isn't Finn the one who, like, literally has been in a coffin for, like, yeah. 900 years? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the year one. That's so fucked up. <laughs> Finn should be hilarious. Like, Finn should be freaked out by everything. Everything should be the movie where the train's coming right at the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, by the way, my favorite cultural reference. Finn must be so confused, though, about, like, what is and isn't magic. Because, like, you know magic is real and you've missed a thousand years of technology. Like, he must think so much of it is just magic. He's like, text messages. Those are (laughs) magic. (laughs) No, anyone can do them. Wow. I'll, I'll heat up my lunch in the magic uh, of the microwave. <laughs> if, I was, if I was David, I'd tell Finn everything was magic. <laughs> oh, God, this makes me really happy. God, why can't we watch a show where Finn's being pranked all the time? <laughs> I would l- watch a Finn prank show now. <laughs> so Rebecca's like, hey, did they ever catch that murderer? And Damon's like, nah, wrote it all off on vampires. Rebecca's like, well, maybe it was a vampire. She looks at the two of them. Whoops. And they're like, we already, like, looked at each other and we're like, is it you? Is it you? And it's not, so... But it could be someone we haven't mentioned until right now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sage. Oh, yeah. So... Apparently, in the books, which you did not know, mm-hmm. Sage is a male vampire and Damon's friend, uh, and he has a dog and a falcon, because so, falcons are fucking cool, and um, Sage had uh, feelings for Damon Ooh. that may have been more than just friendship, and it may have been a two-way street, da, da, da. 
That would rule. Again, yeah. I would kill for By Damon. Yes. yes. This damn hetero show. Again, Sage is very hot, like, on the show, but oh, still. Dang. Yeah. Like, let Damon fuck a man. Like, let anyone be gay. Again, much <laughs> like the moon landing Earth technology, Damon does have the vibe that, like, no one told him about, like, you can have sex with men. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, Michael, you weren't here uh, when um, uh, Damon dropped the, the hard G for gay earlier this season. Woof. It was a hard G. She was like, yeah, oh yeah, because your ex-husband's gay? And I was like, woof. Oh ooh, no. Ooh, no. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, awful. And then he did it again. I'm like, stop. Stop saying the word. It's just not good when you say it. It would only be good if he was like lording it over them. He's like, that's right. I don't like it. I'm 150 years old. <laughs> I'm homophobic. Every, what are like, you going to do? He get, yeah, he gets like weird looks. Then he's like, oh, big surprise. The Confederate soldier doesn't like gay people. <laughs> you guys know who I am. I've got issues. <laughs> I, oh, God. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Uh, just remember, just that fucked a maid and it was only a maid and they were definitely getting paid and they weren't a slave <laughs> look if there's two things i love it's fighting for the confederacy in order to uphold slavery and paying the wages of <laughs> my black servants on my plantation i guess uh. <laughs> anyways <laughs> don't shy away from this morgan back in 1912 a very good year. A very good year. The boys are uh, drinking from bottles and they are watching some boxing. The boxing, however, is a hot redhead beating the shit out of a dude and it rules. Her name is Sage. She did a lot of that on Smallville, too, and it was uh, good to see. And again, uh, I was just like, she's really cool and I like her and there's nothing about that because I'm heterosexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, same. I was like, gosh, I love both being straight and appreciating the character of Sage. <laughs> sure, I love only dudes. Anyways, so Sage is like a hundred bucks to any man who can beat me. And she gives Damon a saucy little wink. Oh, I wish she'd give me a saucy little wink. Oh, dang. So Stefan's like, look, Damon, I can teach you how to survive without human blood. And Damon's like, shut the fuck up. You do not get to tell me how to live. I mean, yeah, because he's not not the problem, <laughs> Stefan, actually. So uh, Sage comes up to Damon and Sage is like, what's your name? And Damon's like, not interested. <laughs> I only love one girl and she's dead. <laughs> I love one girl. She's stuck in a tomb. I'm waiting for a comet. <laughs> You're barking up a wrong tree, lady. <laughs> and um, Sage is like, well, uh, like, you seem kind of like you're a gambling man. And he's like, well, I'm afraid you have me all wrong. God, this is a spike ass bitch. Yeah. So then Sage pulls out $100 from her shirt and she shows it to Damon and puts it in his pants. And she's like, well, that's too bad. And she leaves and she's hot. And Damon's like, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm a celibate warrior. <laughs> it's, uh, the term is ball cell, I believe. <laughs> oh, I want to die. Um, <laughs> so present day, uh, back at the Mystic Grill, Rebecca's like, oh, yeah, I remember Sage. Trashy little thing. <laughs> <laughs> you shut your mouth. 
dare you? And Damon's like, so you really think it was like Sage killing all those founders? And Stefan's like, I don't know. The town questioned every grown man in Mystic Falls. Probably never occurred to them that a woman could have done it. Well, women can do anything. <laughs> Even go up to the moon. But also, I love that they just ignore the fact that Rebecca's like, I knew Sage. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? She's like, I could be in this conversation, and they're like, no thanks. <laughs> Boys only. <laughs> they are ridiculous. They're fucking idiots. Oh, goddamn stupid. So then uh, Elena fucking accosts Meredith outside the hospital, and she's like, I need to be giving surgery to someone. Like, can you just fucking say whatever you want to say? And Elena's like, I don't have to say anything. He didn't do anything. And this is where we get insanity absolute insanity let me tell you what i know he was arrested for fighting four times for the age of 21 when he was at okay. duke his future wife isabel filed a restraining order against him twice what the fuck yeah it's just although then she married him so i guess that says more about her i mean it does because you know isabel sucks but like what the fuck what the fuck and then elena's like well you're making that up and she's like am i how would you know you took pity on a borderline alcoholic vampire hunter and you never even thought to look any deeper <laughs> a point and as michael said uh borderline is being kind <laughs> i mean she likes him too <laughs> yeah holy shit elena's like how could you do this to him he didn't kill anybody and meredith's like you fucking date vampires <laughs> how like it shouldn't come as a shock to you to learn that your guardian's a murderer and then she leaves shit not looking good restraining orders what the fuck two plural i i why are we not talking like why are they not talking about that why have that happen and never explain it that's really concerning that means something and they're not addressing it like, is Meredith lying? I don't think she is. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> Any that's thoughts, Jill? It's not, not a normal background to give a character. No. Um, I genuinely thought she was lying in this scene. <laughs> so. <laughs> we have no reason to believe she's lying. Fingies crossed, I guess. Like, dang. What would be the point of lying to, to Elena? I don't know. I don't know. I just know I don't like her. So I was like, oh, she's obviously lying. Um, but I Believe could be women, wrong. Jill. <laughs> Maybe they were the kind of restraining orders you get for being cool. Yeah. <laughs> a restraining order like thumbs up or like yeah. a restraining order like bad? <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah, that's concerning, and we blow right the fuck by it. Wait, Alina, why aren't you looking into that at this point? Mm -hmm. But no. also, like, at this point, for me at least, I was like, okay, this this girl shot him. <laughs> <laughs> so why should I believe her? That's true. I mean, she, she did revive him with her trusty vampire blood. Yeah, but why yeah. shoot him? Uh, it's it's really odd, and, and we've they've they talk about it the wrong amount. <laughs> <laughs> like either don't like Rick getting in fights, getting arrested for fighting four times before being twenty one is a lot. Mm -hmm. Like I can allow that as a like before he was twenty one, he was a kid basically. I Trouble can allow you. that. <laughs> yeah, he's probably from the streets. We don't know about Alaric's past that way. Maybe he's from the streets. <laughs> the he's fighting the hood, streets. Or he just had, like, a Riggins past. Uh, wait, would watch that spinoff? 
But even Riggins didn't have like fucking restraining orders against him. Exactly. Yeah. Your wife. Riggins got consent. <laughs> he did. He's a he good did. kid. Oh, I love Tim Riggins, guys. Anyways, we move on to the grill. Uh, Rebecca yeah, is- Yeah, we do move on and don't focus on the fucking restraining orders. Because it's- It's insane. <laughs> I can't- I don't know how to address it because it's- Look, I don't think we should be trying a lark in the court of public opinion. It's is slippery slope. We should learn. Oh my god. Innocent is still proven guilty, even though technically he was proven guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have to go. Uh, so <laughs> Rebecca is getting shit faced and she's like, so tell me more about your relatives and their dealings with wood and trees. <laughs> and they're like, shut up, girl. <laughs> they truly are. They're like, this is boys night. You were not invited. <laughs> and they walk away. And she follows them because what else is she going to do? Oh, I just feel so bad for Rebecca. <laughs> I feel bad for Rebecca literally all the time. <laughs> Like, give Rebecca a friend. Allow oh. her to have one. Do you think that Rebecca should have a friend? Okay. I do! <laughs> I agree. I volunteer. Uh, you want to be her friend? But her friend that also sometimes kisses her. Anyways, <laughs> back at Meredith's green apartment, Elena and Matt get inside, and uh, I guess Matt, like, picked the lock. She she uses her, her friend from the wrong side of the tracks, and she's like, here, do a crime for me. And he's like, I guess so. Platonically, of course. He just says all that breaking and entering adds to the list of life favors you owe me. Um, and Elena's like, whatever. Meredith's going to be like, she's in surgery. Let's see what we can find. And they start searching through her place. And Matt's like, don't you think the cops looked for stuff? <laughs> but Elena Gilbert says, fuck the police. And she's like, I'm looking for evidence that she didn't hand over. And Matt's like, are you sure like that we should be investigating her, though? But Elena's like, look, I know Rick. He's innocent. And, like, Meredith's a fell. She's a founding family, which means she is a secret room. <laughs> As she learned from her parents' lake house and also, you know, Stefan's little murder wall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she finds a little, like, hollow place in the back of the closet and she's like true founder got skeletons in, in her closet and she looks and it's all these files it's a file on brian walters a file on bill forbes and a file on alaric saltzman which we must agree which i think i think we must deduce that's pretty fishy it's a thick ass file by the way just so you know yeah <laughs> it's got to fit all his restraining orders <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So, uh, back at the grill, uh, Damon's playing playing darts, <laughs> and he's like, alright, so, like, let's say for argument's sake, Sage is the murderer. Who the fuck's doing it now? <laughs> she says, it's not that psycho Dr. Fell, she's a woman. There's no way she could stab three grown men, because Damon has not heard that women can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> And Rebecca's like, that's sexist. And David's like, why are you still here talking to us? Yeah. He's like, get out of here, woman. <laughs> Rebecca's like, why is Stefan so grumpy? And Damon's like, he's on the fucking master cleanse. <laughs> and she's like, ugh, you were more fun in the 20s. I mean, agreed. Yeah. So David's like, eh, whatever. He's testy when he's being self-righteous. <laughs> and Stefan's like, I'm not self-righteous. I'm just not interested in slaughtering innocent human beings anymore. Boo. Boo. <laughs> and uh, she starts, and then uh, Damon's like, fine. It starts reading his vampire diary. And he's like, dear diary, Damon has lost his way. Though I have pulled my own life together, he continues to waste his. <laughs> and uh, Rebecca takes the diary and then also continues to read it aloud. His bitterness <laughs> consumes him. He's nothing but blackness and vile. And she's like, Jesus, you're really judgy. <laughs> 
Uh, Stefan does not enjoy being poked by these two children. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, look, you don't seem like you're fun in this diary either, Damon. And he's like, look, I wasn't. The woman I was in love with was stuck in a tomb and she wasn't getting out for a hundred years. I was no fun. <laughs> so we go back to 1912. Damon's outside. He's feeding on a lady. He's throwing her corpse on the ground. You know, as you do. Like you do. And Sage is like, you're doing it all wrong. And Damon's like, I don't know. I was hungry. Now I'm not. Pretty good. <laughs> and that's when Sage told him, tells him basically, you can fuck. That's, that's a thing you can do. <laughs> a woman isn't just for food. She's for pleasure. <laughs> I mean, agreed. I mean, do I? I'm like, yikes. It's basically just like, <laughs> you're, you're so foolish. You have to use every part of the victim. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, you don't just be predatory towards women in one way. You can be predatory towards women in more than one way. <laughs> Again, agreed. <laughs> uh, Damon's like, I'm spoken for. He's like, I'm a celibate warrior. And Sage is like, look, we're all spoken for in some ways. But she's like, but what's like the point of being a vampire if you're not fucking? A point. A point is made. Yeah. So she takes him into the boxing tent and is like, look at all these ladies. And he's like, not those ones. They're too thirsty. But those <laughs> ones, the ones who are really horny for the violence, but on the down low, those are the ones you gotta do. <laughs> because they'll put up a good fight, but like, the game isn't winning them over. It's making them beg for it. Yikes. <laughs> And Damon's like, but what if they don't? She's like, you're a vampire. Take it. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, I feel like there's some uh, internalized misogyny happening here. I think there might be. <laughs> so uh, Sage points out a white brunette across the room who looks like, again, horny on the DL. Uh, and Damon's like, all right, maybe. I guess it's uh, the fucking Gilbert chick. Is it? Yeah. It is because he, that's the whole point where he's like, I thought I killed her. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, it's the See? <laughs> They're the same people. Again, I thought these were three separate women. <laughs> My bad. I'm assuming it's the Lockwood who uh, Stefan beheads. <laughs> oh, isn't that who they see across the way? I, uh. I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I, the woman across the way who they look at at the boxing match and are like, her, she's hot. I I know that. I think <laughs> she was the, because you, when you guys were like, they're all just white brunettes. I'm like, no, that one's really hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one? <laughs> the, she, her eyes were like really big. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you do have a type. You like when girls' eyes are big. <laughs> This is your your crush on June from Don't Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three Strikes Again. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> you like them with big eyes. Uh, anyways, at the grill, uh, Rebecca's like, "Yeah, sounds like slutty old Sage." And then finally, like, maybe we should ask her about how she knows Sage. We should ask Rebecca one question because she is not leaving. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, she was obsessed with my brother about like nine hundred years ago." And Damon's like, "What the fuck?" The creepy suicidal one? <laughs> Insane. Insane. Uh, Stefan, meanwhile, uh, has no chill. He's tapping his ring. He's like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. And Damon's like, just admit you want some blood. And he's like, I'm not. And then he's like, do it. <laughs> he's like, fine. I'm freaking out. I'm ready to eat the entire waitstaff. Why do you need to freaking hear me hungry. say it? <laughs> and he's like, because I'm feeling a little self-righteous myself. <laughs> Dumb boys. <laughs> I love them. Jill, how do you feel about these dumb boys at this point? Oh my god, I'm obsessed with them. I love the yeah. dumb boys. <laughs> Speak 
on this dumb boy adventure? How are you enjoying them solving the murder via drinking? Um, <laughs> that's exactly how I would solve a murder. So I approve. <laughs> solve a murder by not doing anything. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't you have like a point and click style uh, adventure where a young detective <laughs> used her? That's true. Wiles to, yeah. <laughs> Jill, which Nancy Drew computer game is this most like? Mm, good question. <laughs> I would go with Alibi and Ashes. Ooh. Hell yes. <laughs> oh, why? I can't. Um, That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm actually playing one with one of my friends right now and he is loving it, so. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Love Nancy Once I am games. unemployed, I am going to play a Nancy Drew computer game. Oh my god, please. Wow. They're so much fun. You gamer girls in your <laughs> Nancy Drew point-click adventures. <laughs> I uh, can't fucking wait. I'm going to need your list again of all your wrecks, or I'll oh, find it, because I know you've sent it to me. Actually, this would be Twitter a good thread. bonus episode. Oh my god, yeah. This would be a good episode. Is is yeah? We all like play the Nancy Drew game or something, and then oh my talk god. about it, or do a Twitch stream or something. I don't know. Oh god, I, I approve of this. I like, I think we should do idea. franchises with this and with Charlie's Angels. I think both of them would be really fun. Yes. So, Charlie, obviously you've seen the, the first two movies, right? Oh, yeah, I've seen those. I have not seen the Kristen Stewart movie, and I've not seen the original series or the TV series. So I've only seen the Drew Barrymore movies. Ah, so you haven't seen Rachel Taylor quipping up a storm in the... <laughs> In the ABC remake. See, that's why I want to do this, because I want you to take me through um, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> yes, I, I, I will do this. I will do this for you. I will do this for all of us. The most important thing I know about the Charlie's Angels TV series is that together the three of them presented Kyle Chandler's Emmy to him. And uh, <laughs> Minka Kelly uh, kneeled down on the ground to give it to him and seemed very excited to be able to do this. And it was nice. Uh that's lovely. At least it gave us one good thing from Mika Kelly out of the show. <laughs> wow. Mika Kelly, who is a person I defend often, she is trash in the Charlie's Angel show. Oh no, this is wrong. I love Mika Kelly. <laughs> she's, I, I, I defend her a lot, but not in the show. <laughs> uh, she's so pretty, though. Have you considered that? <laughs> I have. I really have. Fair enough. I love Lila Garrity so much. <laughs> And I know that's a weird move, and that's not a popular move, but I actually do really like Lila. I mean, I'm fine. I'm pro Lila as well. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, love her and Tim. Uh, I just love like the McCoys. They're really <laughs> gonna kill you. <laughs> if Michael ever wants uh, to get me mad, he can just mention uh, the McCoy family from Friday Night Lights, and I will like go on a tear. <laughs> <laughs> I will go on. I will yell for like a full 20 minutes about those sons of bitches. <laughs> they think they can come into Dylan and take the Panthers. Those wannabe Lockwoods. Those fucking, they are fucking bitch ass Lockwood wannabes and I hate them. And I, I, <laughs> the, the hatred I have in my heart for Joe McCoy is so real and he's a fake person. I have never hated a fictional character like I hate J.D. McCoy's dad. I want to break his face. Oh my god. I saw him in something else once and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? He may not. Is 
seems like I'm sure he's a nice guy. He does play like jackasses like that. Uh, so, <laughs> fucking Joe McCoy. That's someone who wants to fight his son, <laughs> and I have no patience for it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, sorry. Back at Meredith Bell's green apartment. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck? She's like looking at through his like Alaric folder and she's like, this is really fucked up. She has like his medical records, old court I mean, she documents. She's a doctor. Uh, and she pulls out a journal and that's like, what the fuck is that? And Elena's like, this is a fucking old Gilbert journal. Why does she have this? She has one of my family's vampire diaries. And that's like, uh, this is pretty fucked. Like, and he's like, but wait, didn't the medical examiner say the time of death was between one and three? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, because this document says otherwise. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, then uh, Meredith comes home and they have to hide in a closet. And I, I mean, technically their faces do get close, but I feel nothing. I just felt the desire to be in a closet with Matt Donovan myself. I, I, I was like, they're, they're doing something. They're doing something here. They're, they're, they're planting the seeds. You know what? Maybe she shouldn't be with any of these vampire idiots. I don't disagree. Like, I honestly do think Elena's life would have been better if she just dated Matt through some of high school. <laughs> but uh, that doesn't mean I want it to happen. I think it was good that her family died and uh, she <laughs> ended up getting involved in all this horrible <laughs> vampire stuff. <laughs> Thanks for that take. Oh, yeah, sure thing. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you who benefits: the viewers at home. <laughs> can't stand you. Uh, so then um, they're like, phew, she's gone. And they open the door and she's right there. Jill, do you, did you think they were playing the Matt Elena angle here? Uh, no, I, I did not get that vibe. I'm not insane. I don't think you're insane. I'm not crazy. They are like acknowledging that it's there, but I don't think they're arguing it should happen. I think they're trying to do kind of like a complicated, like, obviously there's old feelings here, but these people are friends. I think they are arguing it should happen for a reason that I cannot discuss yet. Understood. Let's talk about that later. We can yeah. we can table it for now to avoid uh, spoilies. Yeah. So then, police station. Liz walks in, and Elena <laughs> and Matt are sitting at her de- in front of her desk. She's like, "You dumb fucking teens." They have to go to the fucking principal's office, but for this show, that's the sheriff's office. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck?" And and Elena says, "I know we had no right." <laughs> to which lizzie replies no right you broke the law (laughs) i was absolutely screaming and cackling at this point i probably drown out a lot of the scene apologies i mean i'm supposed to listen and say like i'm up to my neck in this the mayor wants my badge (laughs) because the mayor does want her badge and she is up to her neck in this exactly she really is like she should take Elena and Matt's badges and their guns. <laughs> so Elena's like, but we found this document that clears a lark. And Liz Lizzie's like, you mean this? And she holds up a piece of paper and she's like, it's a fucking letter from the coroner, like saying that there was an error. Meredith got it today and she brought it to me hours ago. Full of <laughs> apologies for accusing an innocent man. Whoops. And Matt's like, okay, but why does she have this copy hidden in her closet? And Lizzie's like, I'd love to fucking ask that question, but I can't because you, like, broke into her house. (laughs) Children. And she's like, do you realize how much I'm doing to protect both of you? And Elena's like, oh, uh... 
we're sorry? <laughs> Lizzie's like, get the fuck out of here. We'll release Alaric. Just go. Oh, these children. Uh, she should just be happy it's not her child doing this. I know. <laughs> God, she, her child doing crime. Her child's responsible. <laughs> I love her child. Uh, so... <laughs> Then at the grill, Stefan and Damon. Yeah, this is like, there's a lot of like the alley behind the grill scenes in these episodes. They're like, we have a new location. They're focusing on that. But again, body has no home. Yep. No, didn't, didn't have the time to do that. <laughs> so Rebecca's like, does he or does he not want to drink human blood? And Damon and Damon's like, eh, it's fucking complicated. <laughs> He's like got a lot of guilt to deal with. And Rebecca's like, not in the 20s. He didn't have any conscience at all. Uh, she was in the 20s, so. Yeah, she's like, it was really hot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. <laughs> and Damon's like, look, now he's this whole thing where it's like, like he's living his life pursuing one extreme or the other. He's really stubborn, my brother. And I'm like, yeah, Damon, you've never been stubborn in your fucking life. <laughs> and he goes, but I'm going to need not some- here. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to need some help on this one. And then they do a classic uh, demo and Rebecca mess around. <laughs> and uh, they grab a woman and they give her a little chomp. Yep. And someone's like, oh, no, not the chomp. And they're like, hey, drink this lady's blood. <laughs> He's like, I would really like to not do this. Please just let me go home. And Damon's like, no, no, no. You can't do cold turkey. It never works. It's time to get the monkey off your back. Like, feed her or I'll let Rebecca have her way with her. And you know she'll kill her. Yay. Rebecca's like, yeah, we all know I'm very bad. <laughs> Rebecca should be like, I'm not really part of this plan. I just want to know about trees. Yeah. Yeah, I'll kill her unless you tell me where the trees are. <laughs> so I wish she had done that. Uh, Damon's like, look, the blood will be on your hands, dude. Or you just have a tiny little drink and you save her life. Have a bite. I snatched. You eat. I'll erase. Hell, I'll even heal her for you. And Stefan's like, please stop. You know what blood does to me. And Damon's like, yeah, it controls you. But I'm here and I'm going to help you learn how to fight it. Mm-hmm. So he gives her a chomp and Damon immediately is like, okay, Rebecca, you can leave. This is a boys only outing once more. <laughs> and she's learned nothing of the trees. Yeah, she, he's a scram. No one likes a lurker. Jesus. Jesus no Christ. girls allowed. So Rebecca leaves and Damon's like, okay, buddy, that's enough. You're gonna, you're gonna kill her if you keep uh, drinking that blood. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stefan is not interested in stopping, but eventually, finally, he like pries him off. And uh, Damon gives her bit of vampire blood she heals and then matt and elena walk by just in time to see stefan with his vamp face on mouth covered in blood with like an innocent woman like in his arms you know whose mouth's not covered in blood uh matt's yeah it's free (laughs) oh how boring how could she ever be interested in him (laughs) (laughs) he's never murdered yeah yeah he won't even maybe kill her What a loser. Good God. So Stefan's like, ah, this is shit. This isn't, oh no. And Elena's like, what the fuck? And Damon's like, relax. This isn't a big deal. This isn't a big deal. You had to like forcibly remove Stefan from that woman from, so you wouldn't like have her be decapitated. <laughs> so uh, Matt and Elena leave and Damon's like, oh, I think that's going to take a little time. <laughs> and uh, Stefan also runs away. <laughs> and Damon's loser. left all alone. I mean, yeah, because there's no Rebecca because he sent her away because no girl's allowed. Rude. 
Quick question. Um, why yes. why did Elena freak out? She know she knows there's vampires. Like <laughs> watching him almost decapitate a woman right in front of her. I mean, whatever. He's a vampire. <laughs> like they it's, both. They it's both like the human yeah. blood thing, right? Yeah, it's human blood. One and two. It's like from the vein rather than from the yeah. bag. Again, he almost I decapitated guess. this woman, and which is not a normal vampire thing. It's a it's a ripper thing. Ripper. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't ripper. know. And it's Let's one thing. Ripper. Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> He's a ripper. Can you do uh, the only thing uh, stronger than your craving for blood? Soup? It's your love for this one guy. <laughs> Oh, I'm having so much fun. Um, now doing new hybrids. Uh, so I guess the deal is like, it's one thing to know about it. It's another thing to see it. Yeah. yeah. True. You know, it's just some random lady. <laughs> it's some random lady who's just walking around uh, the titular falls and then this happens. But she's going to be healed and she's not going to remember it. That's not, it's not good just in general. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not good, but they're vampires. I don't know. I- I mean, where were you interrogating, like, Alaric's restraining orders? Want to do that? <laughs> Two, Jill! Two! <laughs> not good! Yeah, that, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> it's not! And they don't focus on that long enough. Coming ar- out around the corner to see Alaric being served a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Oh my god. So anyways, we uh, move to a Matt and Elena scene, which I I think is really nice. He brings her some tea and she's like, just fucking say it. And he's like, okay, I don't get it. Your thing with these guys. And she's like, I know. It doesn't make sense. But like, after my parents died, there was something about being with Stefan that felt safe. And Matt's like, he's a vampire, though. <laughs> and Elena's like, look, I know it sounds crazy, but I guess I just felt like he'd never stop loving me and like he'd never die. Uh, uh, yeah. Send this teenage girl to therapy, please. That would hurt me a bunch. <laughs> That's really painful. I had not thought about it that way. Just like the idea that like Elena only feels safe loving indestructible people after what happened yeah. to her parents. That's uh, definitely something that needs to be unpacked <laughs> by a licensed therapist, played by Gina Torres, possibly. Uh, hey, look, she did a great job in Riverdale. She really did. I love that episode. So Matt's like, oh, okay, but what about Damon? And Elena's like, oh, no excuse there. <laughs> Damon just sort of snuck up on me. He got under my skin. No matter what I do, I just like can't shake him. I also yelled at that. <laughs> Um, uh, Jill, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, he snuck up on all of us, didn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if Damon really sneaks. (laughs) No, I knew from second one I was fucked. (laughs) Yeah, I will say, um, I did not process the line about her feeling safe with Stefan because he can't die until you said that. (laughs) Girl Isn't needs a therapist yeah. real bad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <See>? man. <laughs> like, it's that so a problem. Fucked. I don't know. I think wow. these girls she's dating, uh, I, think, I think it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, I love to live with uh, my legal guardian who has had two restraining orders out against him when he was in college by a woman who later married him. And to be torn between <laughs> by two my brothers, mother. Yeah. By my mother. By my biological mother. And I love to be torn between two lovers, one of whom is a notorious serial killer and the other uh, gaslit and sexually abused my friend. <laughs> That's just how I roll. The other is a casual <laughs> serial killer. <laughs> yeah, well, you were bringing up serial killer for the fight. You were talking about Damon, and then you brought up <laughs> sexual assault. I'm like, oh no. No, that was a <laughs> Ripper Monterey reference, because he's a notorious serial killer. He has a name and everything. This is <laughs> he does. something I really like about the later seasons, or not even later, like these seasons, kind of, you know, we think it's the, the classic good brother, bad brother dynamic, but we see as we learn more that it's like oh okay she could have definitely met them at a time when like Stefan was the out of control one and Damon was like you know trying to not be uh, so so murderous mm-hmm yeah, which I, I do I do like. And um, again, I uh, do like all of these characters. <laughs> I just think sometimes we gotta, like, opening up the morality can of worms can be really tough on this show. <laughs> yeah, and it only gets worse. Yes. So, yeah, so Matt's like, look, once you fall in love with someone, I don't know if you ever shake them. So I, I get it. That is definitely, you know, they were supposedly in love. <laughs> wow. Uh, supposedly. Damn. Look, I didn't see it. Uh, <laughs> hey, you guys, I honestly thought he was talking about Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what episode of television were you watching? Honestly, probably same at the time. <laughs> He looked longingly after he said it, you guys. I, Maybe he was thinking of past love, like Carolyn. Like, oh, to see without my eyes, you know, like, it's, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Elena does react in the way that uh, LaToya is describing, where she's like, I'm really sorry. Is this weird? She reacts in a way that says she's paying attention to the episode. Yeah, but Matt's like, no, it isn't weird. Like, not really. And he goes, anyway, I got you something. And it's the journal. He's like, it's your fucking families. Like, True. everybody was too busy, like, looking at you to look at me. And he goes, sometimes it pays to be the only normal one in a town of vampires. I'm practically invisible. Oh. Um, I would like someone to see Matt. <laughs> and to be kind to him he's Crazy a nice boy Morgan. he's really nice <laughs> like how does every girl at mystic falls in mystic falls High not have a crush on matt i don't understand it i mean one of them did and then you know she got murdered on the dance floor by Catherine. <laughs> she should have evacuated the dance floor <laughs> before she was murdered <laughs> So Alaric comes in and uh, he and he and Elena hug and it's nice. That's that's her dad. <laughs> her stalker dad. Yeah, her stalker dad. So then over at the Salvatores, uh, Stefan is sitting in front of the fireplace, a great place to muse. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, Rick got let go. Like Lizzie says, they're out of suspects again, but Rick's okay. And uh, David says, look, look, I know it might not seem like it, but you did a really good job tonight. <laughs> really? He's like, you're going to be the king of moderation, and Elaine is totally going to understand. And Stefan's like, well, it doesn't actually matter what Elena thinks. <laughs> and Damon's like, oh, really? <laughs> and he's like, none of that. 
no more no humanity, Stefan. There's a road to recovery and we are on it. Oh, Damon. Pretend you know your brother. I know. Stefan's like, why do you even care? Like, why are you trying to bond with me and get Elena to hate you? Like, are you feeling guilty about kissing her? Like, because you can stop and you can go back to hating me. I liked that better. (laughs) And Damon's like, I'm actually trying to help you because, like, you're my brother. Crazy. He's like, do you kind of remember the last time you told me you didn't need my help? And Stefan's like, what are you talking about? And Damon's like, it's a 1912, Stefan. A very good year. <laughs> the last time I convinced you to drink human blood. Do, 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 do. That's the flashback sound. And we go back to 1912. Sage is beating the shit out of another dude in the boxing ring. I am looking respectfully. And David and <laughs> Stefan are standing together also looking respect- respectfully. So yep. Damon's like pick a lady to kill and Stefan's like there are people and Damon's like yeah there are people with the blood pumping through their veins and Stefan looks at a man and Damon's like ew not that gay <laughs> I know he's like yeah don't not him come on which I was like <laughs> Jesus so he's like no 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 her that lady <laughs> which I don't know is that the Lockwood they're, they're the same person I don't know it's a white brunette and Stefan's like I don't do that anymore <laughs> Damon's like, come on, have a drink with me. So they go outside the, so we cut to outside the tent. Stefan is uh, indulging. And Damon's like, cool, knew you had it in you. But then he doesn't stop. And Damon's like, don't be greedy. And Stefan just shoves him away and, you know, feeds on this woman until he rips her fucking head off. Whoops. And then he's like, oh, oh, oh my God, I'm sorry. And he keeps apologizing to the corpse and he tries to put her head back on. And I'm like, Ripa. dude, fucking, you can't unlight that candle. Like, she's gone. <laughs> and uh, Stefan's like, what the fuck did you do to me? And I'm like, you have free will. <laughs> and uh, Damon's like, you just need to learn how to stop. I'll help. And Stefan's like, I don't need your help. And he runs away. He zoops the fuck out of there. Never he's like, yeah, you'll be the Ripper of Monterey and then go to a jazz club in the 20s. <laughs> uh, so then, present day, Damon's like, look. The Founders Council Killer, which I mean, I guess has a ring to it, had nothing on you. By decade's end, they were calling you the Ripper of Monterey. I let you walk away. I watched you go over the edge and I didn't do anything to stop you. And Stefan's like, well, you couldn't have. And Damon's like, no, I could have, but I didn't want to. But I do want to now. Crazy. Whenever you go too far, I'll be there to pull you back. Every second, every day, until you don't need me. And it's very Aww. sweet. And Stefan says, why? And Damon says, because right now, you're all I got. Aww. Any Aww. thoughts? Uh, yeah, just a brother of honor. Uh, a loving brother. He's he's making amends. He's uh, he's doing good shit, I think. He's making amends because, as we all know, there are consequences. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, in this doppelgangland... <laughs> you have to go. <laughs> All right, that's pretty solid, Latoya. <laughs> um, I love when the boys are friends almost as much as I love listing episodes of season three of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> Faith, hope, and trick. Uh, so uh, at the Gilberts, we have this Alaric and Elena scene. Alaric's about Which to make coffee. It's kind of like I'm sorry. It's kind of like Beauty and the Beast in the scene. Am I right? <laughs> the Zeppo. <laughs> God, any minute now it's going to be graduation day, parts one and two. (laughs) 
I hope I'm right about the Zeppo being. It is, yeah. yeah. All right, it is, great, yes, perfect. Because that's what I did last time when I did the bit too. That was the last thing I just yelled. Oh, good, okay. Well, now, I, I did not know that. I independently did the, that bit, everyone. Now we gotta hurry up. <laughs> that's what up. makes the bit funny, yelling the Zeppo at the end. Right. Well, we gotta hurry up, because I'm getting hungry for some band candy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, Alaric's about to make some coffee very close to bedtime. I feel like there might be some consequences for that. Too, for those choices. <laughs> don't go making any enemies. <laughs> Elena is like, no, I don't want any bedtime coffee. Thank you. Well, my favorite probably episode, bedtime coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so Alaric's like, hey, Lizzie told me about everything that you did today. And I think it's really nice. But please don't get in trouble because of me. And Elena's like, but you're my dad? <laughs> and Alaric's like, I'm the one who's supposed to look after you, even if I suck at it. Yeah, and you know, even when you're in earshot, I need to help you. <laughs> um, this hurt my heart a lot, if I may be sincere. No, sincerity, no. Because Elena says, what if we just agree to take care of each other? Aww. And I'm like, you stop it right now. And she doesn't think to ask about the restraining orders at all. Nope. Uh-huh. It's a found family. You, you think it's emotionally affecting. Is that because that's a thing for you? Uh, it's true. I love me a found family, but Who not doesn't? a founding family, because they can go screw. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Rick's like, what are you reading? She's like, oh, you know, old family journal. And she's like, at first I thought it was Jonathan Gilbert's, but it ended up being his granddaughter's, who apparently was fucking insane. Great genes, huh? Yeah, maybe Elena should be more worried about, you know, members of their family going insane. (laughs) Like, especially go to fucking therapy. Like, (laughs) um, anyways, uh, Rick's like, oh, well, at least you have something to look forward to. And then they say goodnight and she goes upstairs. (laughs) Good God. So then at the Salvatores, uh, Damon's in the parlor. He's playing some piano. And Stefan walks in with a big old book. And he's like, I dug into the old family archives. And Damon's like, oh, so now you want to be helpful? (laughs) Damon's like, did you, would you prefer I go back to being mad at you? Uh, And he's like, well, back in 1912, they never arrested anyone for the founders' murders. But there was a confession 10 years later. Jonathan Gilbert's daughter, Samantha, they thought she was crazy. They actually locked her up in an insane asylum. As you do. That's what you do when women uh, step out of line. Look, when women get hysterical, (laughs) you gotta put them in a sanatorium. I'm surprised that uh, Damon didn't try to do that with Rebecca in this episode. (laughs) Oh my god! I mean, to be fair, they lo- that is true that that is how women were treated. But it, she did like say she murdered a bunch of people, so that is like. <laughs> I mean, yes, she did go insane. Yeah, <laughs> she actually did. happened. We there- yeah, we can't disagree. She did go insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we have this asylum here to put her in. <laughs> Well, we may disagree with the narrative of women uh, speaking their mind often being called insane. This particular woman did speak her mind about going insane. <laughs> uh, so Damon's like, that's pretty weird because I killed her. Yes. And that was the, the scene where Sage is like, you should fuck them and kill them. Oh, my God. I guess in theory, Sage isn't saying you should fuck them, but like she's saying you should fuck them. I mean, she's saying they're for pleasure. Like, what if not... But we see no fucking, we see no fucking, which is my point. Yeah, I guess it's about, like, the chase and stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fucking, what? 
uh, Sage. It's almost like this is not like completely drawn out the way you would want it to be. Yeah, I feel like we could have sketched this out a little clearer, but whatever. Sage had to punch a lot of dudes, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. So I'm glad we got that. She's just cool, and you know, I just want to be your friend, and that's it. That's all I feel about her. Look, I would love to just do a series of platonic activities with her. So at the Gilberts, uh, Meredith shows up and she's like, hey, hey, Rick. <laughs> and Rick's like, what the fuck? She's like, I know what this looks like. And Alaric's like, okay, well, I don't. What the <laughs> fuck? Why did you do all of this? And she's like, I did it for you. I forged the coroner's note to clear your name. And she's like, <laughs> okay. He, Rick's like, all right, fine. People are right. You're a fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> because... Again, not to call women crazy, but based on the knowledge we have, what it seems like she is saying is that she is a crazy person. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. Now that you're cleared, they're going to look somewhere else and they won't look your way again. She goes, I know you don't have have any reason to, but you need to trust me because I want to explain. So where I reference a double jeopardy, which is definitely a legal thing I, I know all about, thanks to the Ashley Judge film Double Jeopardy. <laughs> no, this is not really how double jeopardy works, and that was also not the case in the movie either. But based on the knowledge I have of double jeopardy from the Ashley Judge movie Double Jeopardy, this is close to double jeopardy, I guess. It's definitely double jeopardy adjacent. Yeah. So then Elena's upstairs and she's reading the journal, and like Samantha's like, I don't feel like myself. I'm losing time. I'm going mad. <laughs> And Stefan's like, so you think Samantha Gilbert's, like, alive, David? <laughs> David's like, I mean, it's not possible. If she became a vampire, we'd know about it. And Stefan's like, oh, well, she must have had the ring that brought her back to life. She was a Gilbert, right? And David's like, okay, well, if she had a ring, she wouldn't be alive today. Like, it wouldn't protect her from old age. And they're like, okay, well, there were only two rings. Jeremy has one of them, and the other is Alaric's. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So then uh, Alaric is looking through some evidence that Meredith has given him. And Meredith's like, look, the victims were killed with your weapons. And Alaric's like, yeah, but I was attacked. And Meredith said, with your own knife, you could have stabbed yourself. And Alaric's like, I feel like I would know if I stabbed myself. I feel like I would know if I was murdering people. And Meredith's like, but would you, though? (laughs) She's like, you haven't had any blackouts or instances of lost time? And Rick's like, you're insane. They're just normal drunk blackouts. Get them all the time. Like, there's nothing wrong with drinking until you pass out most days. <laughs> and Meredith's like, look, I think that there is a chance that you're going crazy. You wear this ring that lets you cheat death. How many times do you think you can die before it changes you? And Rick's like, oh, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> And Meredith's like, I think you're sick and I want to help you. This happened like a hundred years ago. And then Elena comes down the stairs with the diary and she's like, I think she might be right. Whoops. And we reveal that in 1912, Samantha Gilbert was the one who stabbed Zachariah Salvatore. And we see her wearing the same ring that Alaric wears now. And this is where I write in my notes, he's ring crazy. <laughs> Wait, am I no. right? Yeah, what did you think? What? He's like being possessed by the ring, like Lord of the Rings. I mean, I mean, yeah. they don't say that exactly, but it seems that way. Yeah, the rings make him ring crazy. crazy. <laughs> oh my god, no thank He's you. He's got ring fever. <laughs> <laughs> Joel's not a fan of being ring crazy. No, I don't like that at all. <laughs> As like a solution or like a thing that happens? Um, Both. 
So you, do you not like it as a writing device or are you just like, no, thank you. I would not like that to happen to me. No, I think I don't like it as the solution more oh, than okay. a device. What about it doesn't work for you, if I may ask? Um, that is a good question. <laughs> I have no idea. I just know I don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't fully understand my brain sometimes. <laughs> you just don't care for it. Look, I yeah. gotta ask. <laughs> to, to me, and this is kind of why I like it and think it works. And I mean, obviously, you know, we're not done with this, but I, I think it's good because the Gilbert rings are such a cheat that like you can just some care if you have this ring you won't die in the ways mm-hmm. that we die every week but so it's like you know there should be a consequence for that and they introduce yeah. a consequence as the answer to an ongoing mystery that they introduce mm-hmm. and so it's like it, it's not like it's a mystery you could really like solve necessarily yeah but they answer a question with a question yeah and also keep in mind remember all of the gilbert stuff was you know spelled by emily's and we know emily's old scamp mm-hmm that is the truth. Yes, more more to come. I do forget some details, but... I, I remember the exact details of this. So is it just one ring is cursed? I mean, it, it could be both of them, but uh, Jeremy doesn't die as much as Alaric does. Yeah. I mean, Alaric literally dies when his best friend's like, I'm upset. <laughs> yeah, it's because... So you notice, like, they established that, like, Rick had been taking longer and longer to wake up. Right. That the ring okay. seemed like it was kind of, like, overtime a little bit because Rick dies so often. So the ring only has like so much magic before shit goes wrong. It seems that way. Yeah, you, and, and we will obviously learn more, but that that has a logic to it. Okay. Okay, I guess I don't mind that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they set it up. Like They, they set all this up. Yeah. I, I think it's a, a great as an answer to the previous few episodes of like who is doing these killings i think it's not the best answer but the fact that like this episode suddenly is like it all happened a hundred years ago that makes it so much more like well how can this possibly make any sense and Mm -hmm. then i think the ring is a really great answer to that question yeah of how these killings mirror the killings of 100 years ago the fact that it took um damon this long to remember that uh which this is not the first oh this is the first time but not the last time it takes damon a really long time to remember something happened that he really should have remembered (laughs) and then uh we will get to that and i will that that's when my official well i'm I'm gonna have a couple of rants coming up uh, (laughs) on the show but that is i believe my next uh, second rant Uh, the first rant hasn't happened yet but it will (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a spicy rant (laughs) i mean yeah the second rant is gonna be like oh uh i I apologize in advance (laughs) and like you people will agree with me (laughs) but i'll be so upset that (laughs) yeah oh my god yeah (sighs) look we're gonna rants uh i uh i'm sorry jill <laughs> i might I, I won't be able to control myself once the rant starts no don't and I don't, apologize I might, I might accidentally be mean to someone just in the crossfire so i that's why i'm apologizing mean to like one of us or one of the characters yeah, I, I might just be mean because i'm so furious <laughs> oh i could take it <laughs> i'm really tough so <laughs> i might cry I? while taking it but it'll be okay <laughs> I just don't want to hurt your feelings. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> ah, gang. Uh, Michael, do you want to be on for my rants? 
Uh, it, de- uh, it depends, because I, I don't actually know what specific The first one is the season finale, the season finale. I do want to be on for this finale, actually, of the finales, like seasons three and six are the two that I really yeah. uh, want to weigh in on. So maybe I will do a, a an immediate, uh, I think it would be like you guys would do two more episodes and then I would come on for the finale. We'll see. Uh, but I do, li- I, I like the finale, so. Mm-hmm. I like aspects of the finale. All right, all right. I like the thing, I like the thing you hate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I figured. <laughs> well, then it'll be nice to have uh, some uh, contrasting I'm opinions. Gu- I'm guessing what the thing. Will you I hate. let him speak? I'm just I'm guessing. Oh yeah, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, will you be allowed to speak when the time comes? Well, I'll keep my mouth. I'll keep my hand like clamped over his mouth. <laughs> I get to say so. Jill's like, what's going to happen? Yeah, I'm sitting here like, okay, this was episode 15 and 16. How many episodes do we have? <laughs> Until I know what's happening. <laughs> Just fine. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a good time. I think we're having a fun time. Oh, man. No one will say anything mean to anyone. I won't. Just snap. Don't be mean to us. I, it, it might just happen. It might just flow out of me. All right. I'm prepared. Because, again, I'm very tough. Again, I'm almost uh, saying the N-word on this podcast now, so. <laughs> A regular Esther. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the show. I'm truly just, like, having a vision of, like, Esther being like, the witch Ayana said I can say it. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. And everyone being like, that does not count. <laughs> that does not matter. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, what a pair of eps. Yeah. Should we uh, Should we hear some rankings? I would love to hear some rankings. Okay. Here we go. Coming in at number six. Okay. <laughs> Klaus. Wow, it's pretty low, I think. Yeah. Wow. He is unimpressive right now, and I'm sick of his drawings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The worm is turned. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen so soon, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I still enjoy him, but there are better people. Um, <laughs> coming in at number five, the man himself, Elijah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, coming in at number four, we have Rebecca. Yeah! Nice. Uh, number three, dropping down, we have Steve. <laughs> wow. wow. That is a drop. <laughs> What wasn't what what wasn't he doing for you this week? Um, no, he was doing wonderful things, but my number two boy, Damo, did more good things. <laughs> so he dethroned Steve as number two. Mm-hmm. And then number one is still Caroline. Oh, because she's such a good friend. She's a good. Oh, kid. I miss I miss Bonnie on these rankings. I you know. Too. They I I wish Bonnie had more to do. Wow, uh, that is the the battle cry. <laughs> That is uh, something I agree with. <laughs> Should we move into a certain corner? Is it a boy corner? I think that would be the corner that I might suggest we move into. Okay, women, stop talking. Boy it's boy corner. corner. Uh, we're, uh, no. You can talk, but it is the boy corner. Uh, so I won't be talking a lot. Um, uh, seriousness uh, for the moment of the boy corner. Okay, first up, uh, we have uh, our first ever dishonorable mention. Uh, wow, wow, Finn! What a shit boy! Uh, 
terrible. Really, the worst of the originals. I consider doing Cole and Finn, but honestly, this is probably one of Cole's like better episodes. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's just going to be Finn. Shit, boy. Uh, y- 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 you're worthless. Get out of here. Okay, now we're starting the list. Uh, I'm very exacting. Like we're just doing. We're just doing. We're doing four here, okay? We're doing top four. Okay. Uh, number okay. four, Alaric. Uh, he daggers Cole pretty good in a pinch. Uh, good. Uh, it ruins his date, kind of, but he gets that. Uh, he uh, he gets arrested and is uh, really uh, nervous about it and kind of incriminates himself pretty badly. And uh, we find out he has restraining orders against him. So pretty bad boy energy, honestly, but uh, it's all there and it's all uh, boy. the boy, Alaric. <laughs> he does some good dad stuff, too. So uh, daddy boy. Uh, number three. <laughs> pipes, number three. Uh, we got Klaus uh, on the boy uh, scale. Uh, Klaus, he's, he's simping hard again for Caroline. Uh, I haven't been on here with him doing that yet, so it's good to see. It's good to see his shitty little drawings uh, that he's throwing in the fire. And, but he, like, he clearly just is like thinking like that he's some renaissance guy and has a muse. Uh, it's so lame. I love it. He also... Uh, no, I think that's basically all Klaus does here. <laughs> Uh, it's it's pretty good. Wow, though. it really is. It is, but it's it's funny. I, he finds I like, out his mom wants to. He kill finds him. out his mom wants to kill him. He's got mommy issues. Uh, good for a boy. And I also think like he also does kind of like have the good charm on Caroline in that scene at the mm. end. Like he actually hits it, kind of like showing the genuine. It's like his move is to be genuinely very interested in her, which is a good move. So like, good on you, Klaus. Uh, number two, boy. And any other week, this would he would have done enough to get in the number one spot. Uh, Demo, uh, he right off the bat is lying about being over Elena, and then like <laughs> is like, but I'm not over her, and I'll never be over her. <laughs> but is like, I, but I will like do the evil thing and damn myself in her eyes. Uh, just perfect stuff. And then in the next episode is like bro day. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna have a bro down. I'm gonna investigate a murder. With we're gonna go supernatural. We're gonna like figure out this murder, and then uh, he doesn't investigate the murder. They get drunk and yell at Rebecca. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, David's like, "Oh, I guess uh, Lark's out of jail. So I, I we solved the murder." <laughs> And then they kind of do solve the murder, incidentally, but, like, it's so clear by the end of the episode that Damon, like, forgot that he said he was going to solve the murder. (laughs) Like, he doesn't even try to salvage it. It's just like, oh, I guess that's fine. Okay, whatever. And he's trying to, like, help his bro out. Good shit. A great boy. Uh, Number one, and this comes with a big asterisk, because this is Boy Corner, but number one this week is a true man. (laughs) And that is Elijah, uh, Hell yes. fucking king. And again, like, isn't even in the second episode, but I have to give it to him. I really, something I noticed here is Elijah pulled off something that is very rare in uh, Vampire Diaries, which is a flawlessly executed plan. Uh, mm-hmm. He learned uh, his mom was trying to kill them all, and he thought, okay, kidnap Elena, I leverage the Salvators to take out 
uh, the witches to ruin my mom's plan. And that is exactly what happened. Everyone fell right into line. Rebecca, the Salvators, uh, Klaus prevented their like counter move and their mother was foiled, uh, flawlessly pulled off. So gets him a ton of credit in the universe of the Vampire Diaries. But then he feels bad about it because he's a man of honor and he like sends the coolest (laughs) letter in the world uh, where he's (laughs) like, I have wronged you, Elena, in doing my cool plan. (laughs) Uh, that totally worked, uh, but he doesn't even gloat because he's such a fucking dude. Uh, just what what a king, uh, the ultimate boy, not a boy, the true man. Maybe disqualifies him, but it, it might be a Lance Armstrong situation. But like, he's a fucking man, Elijah. You are the king. You are the uh, the true boy. Do you feel like you got anything from this second viewing in terms of your boy rankings? And you, because I feel like you're stumping I, for I, Elijah much harder than you used to. I think I genuinely just forgot the whole first episode. Like I, so I was just like, oh, it's a good episode. And then that's that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of knew that like all the stuff I like about the murder mystery wouldn't actually this is the end of Boy Corners ended by the way uh, I kind of knew that all the stuff I liked about the murder mystery wasn't really going to be in this episode but it was the episode that answers it so that is when I decided to come in and I'm glad I did because I liked that uh, the first episode a lot uh, and all the many good boys that we saw and the one man thank you now it's the end of Boy Corners <laughs> yay thank you Michael Hell yes. Uh, I guess it's time for uh, crushes. 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 Uh, so I'm going to cheat. <laughs> I'm just going to say a bunch of names. Hell yeah. You're going to deal with it. So my crushes uh, are Elijah mm-hmm. and uh, also Sage and also the trio of Damon, Stefan, and Rebecca. And there you go. Hell yes. <laughs> I am still thinking about mine. I have, uh, I have struggled because I was like, I cannot say mad again. <laughs> an episode where he barely does anything. If you say Matt, I'll say Tyler. No! <laughs> um, who am I gonna say? Who am I gonna say? I mean, I'm gonna say Sage because holy shit. Um, rude of, of them. And then for the first episode... Yeah, I do have to give it up to Elijah, because holy shit, what a true dude. He fucking rules. He His letter to Elena was so goddamn classy, I thought I was going to die. It's so cool. He's like, hold on to your compassion, Elena. You're a good person. And I was like, yeah, she is. <laughs> and then it's like, maybe Elena should fuck Elijah. Yeah. Do it, girl. Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Too powerful, almost. <laughs> or, or, consider this. Elena could fuck my crush, Rebecca. Yes! <laughs> my crushes are Rebecca and Sage. So. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> Michael? Uh, Rebecca in the first episode, definitely with Elena in the caves. It's good stuff. But mainly all my crushes are in 1912. There's there's, uh, Damon's hat. Uh, or Damon in the hat a little bit, mostly just the hat though. Uh, but then Sage, I honestly like first appearance, 
hell yeah, like just beating the guy up. But then like her whole thing is it, it's laying it on pretty thick. I think like the women are God. not just why do we let you on this podcast. Uh, no, but then the big eyed lady, uh, she, uh, she, <laughs> big-eyed lady. <laughs> she's hot. She's hot. They you know rip her head off. It's she's so hot. You gotta rip her head off. <laughs> can I can I ask you a question on Mike? Uh, yes. Have you seen the Tim Burton film Big Eyes? <laughs> or are you worried it's going to be too much for you? I'm worried it's not a good movie. Uh, but I'm not even that worried. I just am pretty sure it's not a good movie. But I will watch it for sexual purposes. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm kidding. That's what Alita Battle Angel's for. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you horny for Alita Battle Angel? Not, like, really. I feel like... I, it, it, it's like... It's, 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 it's not honestly, I think she's much hotter with her normal eyes that aren't <laughs> the big battle angel eyes. They're big enough. Alita Battle Angel fucked me up so much. One, because I was really stoned. Two, because I couldn't figure out what size her eyes were and her face was. You know, I was like, is her chin a normal chin and therefore her head is really big to accommodate her big eyes or is everything or does she have a normal sized head I couldn't figure it out the whole fucking movie and there's a scene where she like eats a candy bar and I couldn't tell what size it was and the size of everything (laughs) made me so uncomfortable and then I left to go get more popcorn because I couldn't watch the movie without eating anything and I was at the movie theater at the Grove and all of the managers in suits were walking around and I thought he was going to get me in trouble for being high at the movie theater because he was the president of the movies. <laughs> but I was wrong and I was fine and I came back and her eyes were still real big. Uh, so yeah, that's I guess, staying in the podcast. I can't <laughs> that part. Look, I stand by every single thing that I've said. Wow. Um, I guess we're done. <laughs> It's time to plug the podcast, I guess. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you should listen to this podcast because we're so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, you, you'll be surprised how much dumber we can get. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, so, of course, don't forget to give us five stars, please. I'm sorry, but please give us five stars. Please do. And yeah, um, you can find me on Twitter at LaFergs, and from there you can find my writing. Uh, yeah. Plug. <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Ludich uh, and on Letterboxd too on the same name because that's fun. And you can find me on Twitter at Jillbo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's and on Letterboxd at Jill D E F I. And I am on Twitter at uh, Michael Chasen and M Chasen on Letterboxd where I'm probably going to start uh, listing all the best stuff leaving the Criterion channel each month that I mean to get to. So uh, I can be a great resource for you there. Uh, if you don't have the Criterion channel, uh, you should get that because it has um, good movies on it. And good movies are no longer being released in theaters because we live in hell. <laughs> God, that's the truth. <laughs> So until next time, just keep watching Sage. <laughs> keep definitely think she's cool and you don't want to date her. That's for sure. Oh, God, never. <laughs> I just respect her. <laughs> just want to be your friend, you guys. <laughs> You're a close buddy. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.